And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. You're telling me that the king of a third world country runs around in a bulletproof cat suit? Why don't you ask him yourself? Because he's right outside. <laughs> Bingo. My king. Stop it. The Black Panther lives. He's coming. That damn car. Watch me do my. I hope you're ready, bro. I'm just getting started. Let's have some fun. Most Tale Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. I'm Brian Ellison. And I'm Langley West. 165 episode? Man. We're, we're, we're clicking off. Um, we thought we would look at a contemporary film this, this time yeah. out rather than like we dive deep in a lot of other stuff. So right. We're going we're gonna to do what we did with uh, Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this in case we're going to do it with, as I said just a second ago off mic, um, Pantera Negra, <laughs> the Black Panther. Uh, it's we're a little behind everyone else giving their thoughts, um, but I wanted to give everyone an opportunity to have seen the movie, digest the movie, and be able to move forward. Right. Um, now, knowing Langley and your detaste for superhero movies in general, yeah. Um, why this one? So remember, we talked about I wanted to maybe do a, one, a movie about uh, or. Uh, a, a show on Wonder Woman, which I thought was an important movie at the time, but mm-hmm. I remember he's like, nah, you didn't really want to do that. So we're doing this, and what makes this movie, in your guys' mind, uh, set apart from other superhero movies? Um, the, the impact that this movie is having, I- even as much as Wonder Woman had, um, really, as far as comic book movie, I've not seen this kind of impact before, or at least this kind of response mm-hmm. um, to... Uh, I think Brian bringing up Wonder Woman is a good point, because I that's my bad. Um, we should have done a show on Wonder Woman. The impact yeah, that I it had on women was super important. Because Wonder... I mean, it's amazing that in the whole superhero genre, you finally get a movie... About a woman who's a superhero, which yeah. took her decades it, to get there when Batman, Superman, everybody else had a movie. And then a year later, you get the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Both these movies, I think, are culturally important. 
uh, agreed. And I and I, and I maybe I I felt that the I, maybe I don't know. We we, we ta- I remember talking about it, but but it it, it seemed like to be honest, we probably had ten other things. Other guests, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're probably right. Um, this also feels different in that. Um, in light of recent events, it seems... God, that seems so reductive. I feel like such an asshole saying that. Um, it's, it seems like it's landing harder than Wonder Woman did, and I, and, I, uh, and they should land at the same time. You, well, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, if, if Wonder Woman had come out after the Harvey Weinstein stuff Agreed. and all that... It, it, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it may have been as big as this. I heard Mark Bernardin talking on, Bat- on Fat Man on Batman, and I think I've mentioned this before, but at one point he was walking into a mall and he passed another person, African-American, and Mark is African-American, and he said, uh, it's usually the nod where it's like, hey, what's up? Like, I see you, man, and, right. and, and, we're, and we're all good. Um, as they walked past each other, the guy go, just looked at him and he go, and didn't know who he was, but he said, one month till Black Panther, yo. And it's like, it became, it's, it's become this touchstone, so I think... My first thought on the film is that it's it's really two films, and I think in order to to look at it, you have to take it apart. There's the cultural aspect sure. of having a, a, an African American superhero at this time feels super empowering, even a white you know, white guy like me. Right. Um, and then there's also the plot of the film and the narrative, um, which. I think the former is way more important than sure. the latter. Um, you know, when I when I first saw it, and, and I don't know why this was, but I, I for some reason I was expecting a a not so much a superhero movie, not so much um, uh, a, a Marvel film mm-hmm. in in. And something more like uh, I don't know Logan or something that was outside of the scope of a lot of that, mm-hmm. um, which was dumb of me to expect that. Um, and uh, so there's part of me that says it's a good you know it's a good comic book movie. Mm-hmm. You know it's like it's a it's a as we've said before you know different costume, yeah. um, same story basically in many ways in many ways, story. but. Having said that, then at the same time, it's really, really good, and it's done really, really yeah, it's well. It's a really good superhero movie with a, this patina of culture. Right. Like, let's say, when the first time you saw Blade Runner, it, it feels like there's this culture that, that is rich and new, and, right. and how did I miss this? Yes. And, and further, um, I'm hearing people talk about things like Amer- African-Americans... Now, they're, 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 they've been ripped from their home, and Wakanda feels like home. Right. And that's where I think the spark comes that ignites that whole culture side of the argument. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, my thoughts, I, when I look at superhero movies, and I've seen them all, it seems, since they've started these, these dueling universes between DC and Marvel, and I've been watching superhero movies and read comics for a long time, um, I'm of two minds with superhero movies. On the one side, there's the movies that I feel transcend the genre. Mm-hmm. So that's The Dark Knight, uh, Logan, right? And, it, and to some degree, I'll even throw Deadpool in there. Sure. They kind of, they kind of go outside what is considered the standard uh, type of superhero movie. So I think those really are the best examples of what superhero movies can aspire to be. 
On the other side, there's the really good superhero movies, the Avengers, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the first or the second uh, uh, Captain America movie, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. These are really good examples. I look at um, uh, as far as superhero movies. So, I, like Langley, I'm going to the Black Panther, looking at this movie, listening to all the hype and all the glowing reviews. Right, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes before it even opens up. And you're like, wow, what, you know, what's the expectation? What am I going to see here? And when I see it, um, I see a movie that's really good. I agree with you guys. It's really good. I don't, I don't think it transcends the genre. I think there's things about it which we can get into, which kind of keep it within the genre, um, which I think could have been better. But, um, so even though the movie may not transcend the genre, I think it really enriches the genre. And and there, as Tom pointed out, there's a lot of things in the movie that are that are like, man, I haven't seen that before. Man, that's cool. Man, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have you have a great um, Afrocentric soundtrack which works well on its own, and, but it works really well in the movie. You have you have uh, costume designs which I'm sure will be nominated for an Academy Award next yeah, year. Yeah, what they call it, Afro- I mean, Afrofuturism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just as you guys say, it, there's just a lot of cool stuff. And it's it's certainly one of the better Marvel movies, I would say, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying. And it takes the ball that Wonder Woman presented. Mm-hmm. Look at this badass woman and just multiply. Oh, yeah. The yeah. women oh, yeah. in this film are fucking Yeah, old mad. Michonne, man. Michonne's the best uh, character in that movie, right? Dude, yeah. And there's a, there's, uh, and I know you you know what I'm talking Denai about. Denai Guerrero, I should say her name is. Yeah, from, yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of calling but her Michonne, but yeah. There's a staff transfer around the neck and yeah, the shoulder. It's, that it's, is it's really sick. Cool. It's really oh, cool. yeah. It no, is That was some sick. cool stuff. Yeah, cool yeah, stuff. yeah. And what I love about it is, 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 uh, there's never... In many ways, it's it's it reminded me a, a little of Japanese culture, where like men are the presentation of we're in we're in charge, right? But really, you know it's, who it's runs that place. You society, just all you have to yeah. do is look at Angela Bassett the first time you see yeah. her, and you go, oh yeah, yeah, this chick runs shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I thought I thought the performances across the board were great. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Michael B. Jordan fan, but I thought he killed it as Killmonger. It's not a it's not a villain that is is twisting its mustache. Right. This guy has very real motivations for I, what he wants to do. I think he's the most relatable character in mm-hmm. the film. Uh, yeah. Because we all, as human beings, even though we try to be um, more ev- elevated, mm-hmm. um, we all have that. That that thing that 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 that's inside of us is like, you motherfucker. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, and yeah, yeah. you you you've done it's, this to me, and yeah. there's there's a little bit of I'm going to do this to you. I think in all of us in the right situation. Payback. Yeah. This the is where I disagree with you, though. James Brown said, "Go ahead." All right. So this is where I disagree with you, and this is where I think this is where they kind of fall back into the superhero genre of villains. I mean, many villains in these movies, with a few exceptions, um, are pretty one-dimensional. And Langley's right. Um, Killmonger has motivation, and once he hits that um, uh, button, um, things happen. But I don't really feel he's um, nuanced to the point where I should be rooting for him because he's set up a certain way but he ends up just being 
a very bad guy who's just going to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. And and the way I kind of put it to people when I talk about this movie is if you you look at the 1960s, you had you had Martin Luther King on one end and you had Malcolm X on the other. Mm-hmm. And they both had they both had reasons why they were doing what they were doing, but they both had different viewpoints. But you can understand the viewpoint. And you never got the feeling that if Martin Luther King was in power or Malcolm X is in power, they're going to light the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Right? No, and, no, but I, I, I think that Killmonger is representative of um, a, uh, uh, the, uh, that w- what we're seeing more and more of, no matter what political spectrum you're in, uh, of the extremist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, yeah, he's but I should be rooting for him. Well, I, but I should be rooting for him. See, that's the thing. I is felt like, sorry for him. I guess is you know I felt empathy I, for him because the best villains you can you understand you go like you know I kind of get it well, because if, if he was more nuanced if he had more layers to him if he just wasn't one dimensional which is why you can really kind of root for Michael Keaton's character the Vulture in uh, Spider Man Homecoming you kind of like I get this guy yeah he's doing some bad things but it really is not really about himself per se in some ways and so you kind of you kind of get it. Where with Killmonger, you like, yeah, he's got a motivation, but he makes a lot of this about himself, which is where kind of that one dimension comes well, I in. Think, I think it, towards the end of the film, he definitely just becomes the screaming bad guy. Sure. And, exactly. And, exactly. Uh, and, I, and I love a, that here's a guy that has grown up in you know, Oakland and another guy that's grown up as a warrior king. Right. Somehow, you know, I, and, and, there, and there's a backstory, but it just seems very, very convenient. But I think the problem, if there is a problem in this film, it's the fact that T'Challa isn't a guy who has, is his uh, yin to his yang in, in that he's driven as well. Throughout it, he's a guy who things happen to, yes. as opposed to him moving things forward. I, I, I mean, to be honest, That's correct. I think that, uh, and, and, as is often the case, um, it's more about what's going on Around the Black Panther mm-hmm. than it is him. Yeah, he just shows up to be cool. Yeah, and, and run up the side of buildings and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other problem too I have with Killmonger is is a problem which I have in many of these movies is you introduce a character who's pretty good that you know you can develop and in the comics he is developed and is utilized in more ways but you kill him. Yeah, you know and it's like you know I I think you should keep that uh, the same thing they did with Ulysses Claw. Um, it's like you know that's a character I think you should keep around but. Killmonger is a guy. It's like if you create more of a nuanced character, if you you, like you want him to be a badass and you want him to be, you know, kind of that villain at a certain point, but you also want to understand, like, you know, this guy could be, he could be like that guy, um, the other guy in the movie um, Mbaku, right? Mm. Who was the head of the Jabari tribe? Right, right, right. Right. Where it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's, I don't know if I can really trust him, but, but, you, but. He did more with his role, right? And, and you kind of saw both sides of that guy to where it's like, yeah, I can root for him, right? I'm rooting well, for this guy. I, I, I was going to say, um, you know, I, I think the reason why they didn't hang on to those guys is because I don't think they're interested in doing, although I They're churning through characters. Well, yeah, it's, it, I think it's like, we need to get this guy's story told so that now he can be part of the team, yeah, the bigger yeah, picture. No, yeah. I I agree with you, Langley. But it's it's annoying to me that that in the Dark Knight they didn't have to kill the Joker, but they killed the Joker in Batman, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Michael Keaton Batman. You introduce these characters, you introduce uh, the Green Goblin, but you got to kill him. It's like, well, you know, you can put him away for a while. They can come back hey, later. That's why they made to, Arkham. You know, 
<laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you don't have to keep whacking these. You, you, when you get a good villain, you just don't want to keep whacking them all the time. And that and that's why that's kind of a fault that I find sometimes with superhero movies is mm-hmm. you you get somebody good and it's like yeah we're just gonna whack them. But I also think Killmonger taps into a rage that many in the audience felt. Sure. And have felt. No question. For forever. So no question. There's a part you know so I I see that that kind of you know pitching to the stands kind of thing. Um, on the other hand, uh, I think you, you, there's so much going on in Black Panther that it's easy to go, wait a minute, and but set it aside because right. the next, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's things that there's things that happen in movies which I I I kind of will throw out and say, hey, you know what? It wouldn't have cost you much to make this change, mm-hmm. right? I understand sometimes you can't. You can't do things in movies because it'll like upset the balance and harms the story. But I, I, when I was watching this movie, and again, I want to be careful because I don't want to—I don't like bagging on a movie for something that it didn't do. You know, you, you want to judge it for what it did do, right. right? And I think it's kind of unfair. But I just felt like Ulysses S. Uh, Ulysses S. Claw. Ulysses <laughs> Claw. I know it's like, whoa, yeah, yeah the President Claw. Um, I just felt like you could have taken him out of the movie developed Killmonger a little bit more and I think created a better dynamic for the character because in a way Killmonger does kind of disappear in the middle of the movie yeah right you kind of have the setup and then then he's gone and then he ends up right at the end and so like that just seemed more convenient superhero 101 telling as opposed to like yeah let's leave out Claw and and have and have Killmonger more developed and see his character a little bit more understand him a little bit more other than him one killing the other um, I think that could have happened easily. Yeah. Um, and it, you, if I think in the end, a film, a narrative like this, it, I think it's important that both sides get to enough screen time to tell their story. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why I don't think Claw needed to be in the movie. I agree. But, I agree. But he's there, and so you know, again, these are just things like that's why I don't think it transcends the genre. That's why I'm saying it's still in the genre and it's still good. It, it's still an, a, a fun movie. But to me, it's like if you would have made some changes, the thing a little bit differently, think outside of the superhero genre box, then you're heading into Dark Knight or Logan territory. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we were talking about off mic, you know, before we before we started, um, that we are three white guys talking about. Yeah, a movie I said that this. Is, that's what patient last night. Talking about a movie that is so culturally important to the African American experience. Um, yeah. So there are going to be elements of this film that I think that we understand, but we can't feel. Yeah, I, um, I, I it's well it's as I also it. pointed out too, though Black Panther was created by two white guys it's during true. the part of the sixties, sure. right? Sure, sure, and sure. and a lot of people forget too, which I think Stan Lee and Jack Kirby need to get credit because they did something that nobody else was doing. They actually introduced a black character in uh, Sergeant Fury in his Howling Commandos in 1963. Right. So three years before the Black Panther appeared, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel Jones. Yeah, and um, that's huge. He was part of a squad in which there was no there was no desegregation in World War II military. It wasn't until 1948. So here they are putting a black guy into a white unit, a white squad. Right. Um, you know, before they even get to the Black Panther. So I, I think I think there is something to be said that. That you know, sure, I understand the cultural significance, 
and me bagging on um, Killmonger is not bagging on the cultural significance of the movie. Agreed. It's like, no, I want this movie to be outstanding. I want this movie to be up there with Dark Knight and with mm-hmm. Logan when people talk about superhero movies. And I feel like had they just made some changes here and there, they could have done that. But I don't want to fault it for what it didn't do. You know, I mean, it's just, sure. it's just we're discussing it and I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it still works really well. And I, and, I, and I get it. I mean, it's important to have a movie like this, just as it was important to have a movie uh, called Wonder Woman. Um, the, it offers a view of African culture that's not often seen in movies. Um, it deals with things about what would have happened to Africa if Europeans had not made contact, if there was no colonization. And, and, it, pre- and it, pre- it presents African Americans and Africans in a very positive light. And that's, that's all very, very important. That's an important distinction. You know, we keep saying African American, but but the the main characters in this movie are not African. Yeah, they're American, straight. They're, they're, they're African. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it all kind of plays together. It all kind of bleeds together. Right, exactly. What I was going to say was, despite um, there being something inherent in this film that none of the three of us are, are ever going to be able to... to really feel um, this movie does a great job of um, being all inclusive like, it, like it's, yeah. I don't care who you are you you watch this movie and you can feel a sense of pride you can mm-hmm. feel you, you can feel the things that this movie is aspiring to, to achieve it, I think it does, it does a very good job of putting its hand on the back of the bike and guiding you through yeah. that stuff mm-hmm. and not through your overwhelm an interesting story I heard um a few of the non-black actors were talking on set, yeah, and they were saying like, you know, wow, this is we're look at like we're we're like there's only like one or two of us. We're the minority, and uh, Martin, <laughs> yeah, Martin, the token white guys. Yeah, and Martin Tolkien, yeah, don't white me. guys. Uh, Martin Freeman said, "You think uh, right? This is what black actors feel all the time, or Asian actors, sure, or you know, or women." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Same do you thing. guys? Do you guys remember uh, years ago, and I, I, and I really thought this movie was pretty good. Do you guys remember the movie made by Robert Townsend called Hollywood Shuffle? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I ain't begotten yeah. no weapon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. And, and that movie, I mean, that was addressing a lot of the concerns of, about, uh, of African Americans in the movie and Absolutely. television history, right? Yeah. That they're, always, that they're not black enough, right? Remember, that was the line they kept yeah. using on Robert Townsend, like, yeah, you're not black enough. And, um, you know, one of the things that he, there was a dream sequence in the movie, if you might remember, where he, he imagined himself, he imagined himself playing like a Shakespearean role or playing Rambo or playing a superhero, right? Yeah. Yes. And he would later go on to make Meteor Man, which was a black superhero. Right. <laughs> right. There are deep references in there, one ones I didn't even get. You know, when Killmonger um, breaks the spear and makes it a... Uh, like a hand weapon. Yeah. Uh, reference to Shaka Zulu. Ah. Uh, yeah, I read that. By the way, Shaka Zulu. Shaka Zulu is a great film. Amazing. And it doesn't get the same love that that things like Lawrence of Arabia get. No, but it should because yeah. it's yeah. it's right in there. Um, one thing too, I was going to say about these films, like people would say, and I've heard people say this before Black Panther came out, even Wonder Woman. People will say like, oh, I mean, and many of them are in the in the media, right? You know, so they're saying, hey, well, you know, people go see a, a movie with a female lead. And it's like, you know what? You've had many movies with female leads playing action heroes. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, she's a superhero. That's different. But if you make it well, p- 
people will find it. I mean, especially genre movies. Small independent movies, yeah, maybe you might miss those. Even if they're great, you might miss them because they're not on your radar. But you put out Wonder Woman, you make a great movie, they'll see it. You put out Black Panther, yes, the themes are going to be maybe not something that white society is going to understand, but they're going to see it because it's a great movie. And I will say this, and this is my soapbox moment, but we're all human beings, and we all have different backgrounds, but we all know what it's like to suffer, and we all know what it's like to go through times and understand things because we're all part of the human race. And I think that when you have a movie like Black Panther, can it resonate with white audiences? Of course it can. Can yeah. Wonder Woman resonate with, with male audiences? Of course it can. Right? It, it's just that you've got to do it in a way, and you've got to hit people where they live. And I think when, when you see this movie, you're, you're going to be touched by it because like, that's just all cool looking. I've always said my first hero as a boy was Bruce Lee. And I never thought of him as a Chinese guy. I just right, thought yeah. of him as Bruce Lee. Martial artist, extraordinaire, cool dude. Kato, amazing. I, right? I, 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 I never thought of him as a Chinese guy. Yeah, first time I ever saw a picture of Bruce was a Kato standing and one leg like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Kugler cites the crime drama Un Prophet. Um, it's his, he says it's his favorite film. The 1970 films of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, this the, is Ryan Coogler, the director. The Coogler, right, yeah. Right. And the James Bond films as an influence on the story, describing the film as, quote, a big operatic family drama centered on the world of crime and international espionage. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys see uh, his earlier movies, Fruitvale Station or Creed? Uh, I didn't see Creed, but I hear good things, of course, and Fruitvale Station's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Creed was actually, Creed was excellent. Both of those movies are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, has talent. By the way, uh, <laughs> one of the things whenever people are asking um, us, uh, myself and Jennifer, about the movie because they hadn't seen it yet, mm-hmm. uh, one of something that I think is important, although it's not important to the story, uh, is that this movie is full of beautiful people. Oh yeah. Gorgeous, <laughs> yeah, gorgeous people. Um, now that made me feel bad. I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and she was commenting on how unfair it is for men to uh, have somebody like uh, um, Michael B. Jordan uh, on screen because it's impossible for normal human beings to <laughs> maintain that kind of a. Physique. I just remember my wife and I. He comes on. He takes his takes his shirt off, and he's got this scarification. Yeah, he's that's got very the crazy very cool. Scars, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. My wife looked at me, and I was like, "Fuck <laughs> 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 this guy!" That's the thing that makes him the villain, right? All the all those sit ups. Yeah, uh, Chadwick Boseman was no, uh, 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 you know, he was no flyweight either. I mean, he looked, well, everybody, yeah, he looked pretty good. Everybody in this, um, like. Obviously. I love Denai Guerrero, uh, Guerrero though. Yeah, I, I, know, just, I just thought she was great. Yeah, like, I, her I, character was just great. She's fantastic. I got to tell you, when Forrest Whitaker shows up, you go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what's that, that? That brings up something. Um, Plus, uh, I like the fact that she could she could probably kick T'Challa's ass if she had to. I mean, right? I mean, that, well, that's yeah, what I like yeah, about yeah. her character. Yeah, she's yeah. She's, oh yeah, she's that badass. Oh, there's a yeah. great scene. I think it was in it was in one of the was it in the last Marvel movie where they first introduce T'Challa's walking along and he's got a guard yeah. and she and she says to Scarlett oh, yeah. move or I'll move you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the arrogance of that it's like it's so like 
it wasn't a threat. With well, my favorite line on that was from Kojak, where a guy says to Kojak, don't threaten me, and Kojak takes the lollipop out of his mouth and goes, I don't threaten, I offer up prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Um, lots of circular imagery, lots of suns and rings and a lot of the, the streets. The yeah, street the, scenes, the, the art design for this movie is, is off tits. the chart. It's, it's crazy. It uh, was really good. It's... It, it does a really, really good job of um, creating this amalgam of uh, traditional African mm-hmm. um, art design, um, and at the same time, it's kind of like it's kind of like the big city in Wakanda. Yeah, right? it's like you've got these these you know things flying around this this like crazy technology and you also have people selling baskets out on the street you know what i mean it's skyscrapers like, as it's well a, it's beautiful you know? yeah, yeah absolutely it's, it's very cool. uh kugler described uh, zori whitaker's character as a wakandan obi-wan kenobi ah uh, you know there i i do have something it, this is like you know when we, it's like you got a great movie so what do you what do you have to do you have to nitpick yeah. In order to find things, right? Okay. So, Forrest Whitaker's character is uh, a looks really young in the in the uh, Oakland scene, uh-huh. right? And uh, the the and and you know and and the kid that's going to be Killmonger is looks like he's what eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Timelines up. Yeah. Yeah. So now you know. Killmonger's, I don't know, what, probably 30, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Forrest Whitaker, like, became, <laughs> became yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He became, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the other uh, Star Wars references, the first time you see Shuri, her hair is is in buns. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I posted on my Facebook feed a uh, her freestyling in in the whole gear, the yeah. whole uh, ceremonial gear, yeah, and it's badass. What a fun character. Oh yeah, yeah. she's she's a blast. Yeah, she's great. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> the smartest person in the Marvel universe, smarter than Tony Stark. She is like the epitome of intellect in that world. Who later goes on to become Black Panther for a yeah. little bit. Yes, she does. Yeah. But you got Reed Richards and you got Victor Von Doom, and they're pretty brilliant as well. Agreed. But they, but I've read it time and time again. Like she surpasses even them. So, you know whether that's that that'll well, bear itself out. That actress, man, yeah. just I'm going to have to get my Marvel Encyclopedia out and look yeah, at their please. scales when it comes please, to intelligence to, to determine this. <laughs> but uh, 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 um, see what their strengths, their intelligence, their their fighting skills are. That's what I have to check out. If it was a Marvel D and D game, who would who would roll? <laughs> well, no, they have they have they have ratings. I'm they sure have like they they sure you look at their encyclopedia. <laughs> they list the characters and they list. It's like I like when they, they list Galactus, and it's like, well, he should be off the charts. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember Mar. What was it? Was it Marvel Age that used to that went through every single character and told all like Thor's height and how much he weighed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah, no. That if, I, you, if you look at Mar- uh, uh, T'Challa, six feet exactly, and he's two hundred pounds. Yeah, 
Uh, I love Thor being like seven foot something and four hundred pounds. And then this is that when they did it. And then and then he like slides a pair of like aviators on, and everyone's like, "Where'd Thor go?" Well, that's why all the fanboys had a problem with Wolverine when they cast Hugh Jackman. Because like, well, wait a minute, that's not Wolverine. But it's like once you see him, you're like, "Yeah, that's Wolverine." There here enter the fanboys. That's not my T'Challa. Shut up. Um, on YouTube, if you go search up Black Panther Roundtable, Mark Bernardin on an episode of Fat Man on Batman, and four other creative people, sure, hour and a half, they dissect this film, and there's some good stuff there. Probably um, a lot better than we are. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, it's different. Because hey, I think we're doing pretty well. Because they, they speak to the side of things, because all of the, of the panel are black. Right. Um, they speak to the side of things that we're not. So I'm just saying, go there well, for you, that perspective. You know, toward, toward that end, you know, I've, I've not heard uh, as many people um, s- talking about a movie as I have this one. of like, y- you made my chest swell. You mm-hmm. made, you know, I cried. You know, mm-hmm. I... Uh, 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 well, Logan, it, it tapped, well, yeah. Tapped into those... Well, Logan, yeah, but that's because it's sad. I know. That, <laughs> But like it, no, this pride, yeah. you know, this like it's 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 it has to be similar to um, when Bruce Lee made the Chinese Connection, and he's holding that sign is like Chinese are not sick men. Yeah. That the 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 swell of you uh, yeah, know the, uh, absolutely pride. Oh, the first first time you see that action scene in the jungle, it's like oh shit. Yeah. I we're in yeah, now yeah, we're, yeah. because now we see the the potential there. Yeah, um, yeah. I was watching uh, a couple of weeks ago Book TV on C-SPAN, right? And they had a show that uh, was uh, uh, essentially about um, black issues. And um, you're the guy and, that watches that. <laughs> I do. I, I love Book TV. I, I, I really. It's like that's one outside of the Turner Classic Movies. Book TV is great. But what was interesting was the first time I've ever seen on Book TV they reference a movie. Um, a superhero movie because the the, the author was saying is like oh you know thanks because uh, it was it was actually on I think opening day of the movie uh, when they filmed the the uh, book TV uh, segment mm-hmm. or maybe the, maybe like on Thursday night when it, it, they did the pre showing but she says like hey you know I'm uh, thanks for showing up I know everyone's going to see Black Panther and I appreciate you showing up and um, it's like wow you know I mean so it's getting mentioned on on book TV so this this thing really has some some legs out there so talk about impacting the culture sure uh, I read that people that were being considered for T'Challa Anthony Mackie who uh, is Fal- uh, Sam Wilson the Falcon now sure yeah um, Michael B. Jordan once considered for the Falcon uh-huh. uh, Digimon Hansu and this other guy, I'm not even going to try his name. He played out of BC in 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 Oz. Oh, um, okay, okay. I, don't I, I like Bozeman a lot, though. I'm I'm glad they cast him. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, I think that he he is a good. Um, you know, for a lot of these uh, superhero roles, regardless of you know whether it's got a big cultural impact or not, it it, it kind of. In, in in some in in one way, all of these dudes are every man, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. they have to be because if they're not, then we're not going to relate. That's why I think some people have problems with the DC universe is because um, it's hard, for example, to identify with uh, 
Who's Batman? Uh, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Oh, you mean the actor or the? No, no, no. I mean, I mean the character. It's yeah, hard Bruce for me well, to identify with Bruce it's Wayne. It's hard to identify with gods. Right. Where a lot of the Marvel coin of the realm is things like Spider-Man, where it's like it is at every man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I do think Chad Bozeman, though, care is carrying himself. Like, I, it's clear he, he gets the importance oh, of what's sure. going on. Oh, sure. Absolutely. There's a Jimmy Fallon thing where they do those say what you want to the actor. the actor on the screen. And then yeah. the actor comes out. And what's really telling is this: there's a guy and he's talking about how much the film meant to him. And Bozeman walks out. As soon as he sees him, he crosses his arms. He does the... The, the X the, over his arms and the, just uh, starts saying, my king, my king, my yeah, king. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's got to be, for an actor, that's got to be Holy heady. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and well, Bozeman, he's, he's a good actor. I mean, like he played... I mean, just... Um, he played Jackie Robinson. He played James Brown. He right. played Thurgood Marshall. I mean, each each performance is different, and and uh, this guy's you know, and, and, he, and he has a sense of gravitas, which I like. Sure, yes. that, yeah. that he kind of brings to the role, but he also has a sense of humor, uh, right? That he can he he can break out here and there. Yeah, you know, so so he has a different role to play, obviously, than Michael B. Jordan. But um, but yeah, I I think both those gentlemen were well cast in their roles. Yeah. I I think a clunky aspect of the film is the the. The relationship between um, the captain of the guard, from Michonne from Walking Dead, and then the dude, uh, the the rhino riding dude. Uh, like, they were supposed to be together. Oh, yeah, that's the guy from uh, Get Out, Daniel. Get Out, Get Out yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were supposed to, to be, like, together, but it seemed like they had fundamental differences of opinion. Well, you know? and, and well, I... I I don't know if it's clunky in as much as any time that you you. I mean, you know, you have friends that have dysfunctional relationships, mm-hmm. and you and it's always uncomfortable, right? It's like yeah. You know, um, and uh, I see their, I see their relationship as being like that, mm. right? You know, problematic. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you know. Well, it's like when you get a new president and you're a general, you kind of have to obey his orders. Yeah. Yeah, until you, yeah, exa- and exactly. Even if you that. don't like that president, until, so, so. until not that I'm talking about anybody specifically. But. Yeah, right, well, right. and 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 you know, that's why that's why I think it's important for people to remember what a big deal it is if you quit. Mm-hmm. You know, if like, yeah, you know, if you like, look, I I'm set up for life, but this this particular thing that's going on, I can't. I can't uh, 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 endorse this, no mm-hmm. matter what, no matter how much pain it's going it, to cause me to quit. It reminds see, me. That's why I think. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it reminds me really quickly. It reminds me. I think it's Thomas Paine that said, um, "Rise above principle and do what's right." right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's that's why I think that this is where the movie could have been a little more interesting in that that she stays on because she supports the king of the country, which that makes sense. Right. I guess. Um, where Go was ahead. that scene between the two of them? Where was that scene? That would have taken just a couple of minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And the thing is, though, if he, have, if he wouldn't have turned out to be such a villain, right, if it would have been more nuanced where it's like, I, you know, like, he, he, which makes sense within the story because, like, she sees, like, this guy is, as you say, I can't support him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to make a move. But I think it would have been more interesting narratively had she kind of agreed with him and was torn, like, I see where he's going, uh, but I'm torn, you know, in the sense that I, I, I can't just co- up and quit. Maybe, right? maybe like your illusion before, it's I sign on because it's my, it's my role, 
and the con in, the innate conflict of wait a minute. Like this, this person yeah. is now go moving in a direction I don't. Agree yeah, and with. I like to see them develop that more because, again, it just kind of comes back to superhero storytelling one hundred and one. We have to do this, this, right. and this to hit these beats, and then we got to move on. But you, you know, know, again, you could, I think it could have been better that way. But something, something that occurs to me as we talk about these things that they could have done. Um, this is a long movie. Two uh, yeah. fifteen, I think. Yeah, two fifteen, um, and. Uh, uh, it doesn't ever feel like it. Doesn't I, feel like no. I, I was just going to say yeah, I, it doesn't drag at all. But I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, you and then no one wants to make really three-hour movies unless they're epic movies. Right, right, right. Even then, yeah. And yeah, and even then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's looking at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I just look at all. <laughs> I look at a film's runtime, and I see like two forty-five, and I'm yeah. like. I, I better get a lot of meat. Better here. be a bunch of cool shit yeah. in here. Yeah. I remember but seeing a, uh But as uh, a reminder, the last Transformers movie was two forty five. Oh my god. So there you go. I remember sitting in the theater, uh and this was like nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, because they had re released uh the roadshow version of Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. So sitting in front of me were four younger people. I mean, you know, maybe teenagers. And um, <laughs> I remember one of them saying, just before the movie started, like, well, you know, this is like almost four hours. And the other one's like, F what? <laughs> no, was like, what? No. <laughs> just laughing. It's like, but it's Lawrence of Arabia, people. I mean, come on, give it a shot. You know? And there's four hour runtime. I was just, no, and that's something they couldn't handle. And there's Tom. Tighten it up. Yeah, yeah. Tighten it up. You need an editor. We don't need all that yeah. time in the prison. Ratchet it down, son. Yeah. <laughs> Less desert scene. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, there was a problem throughout it about, uh, uh, like, when the comics first ran through because of the, Im not even implied, but the assumed relationship with the Black Panther Party. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they even changed his name to the Black Leopard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, readers didn't that like didn't that. That didn't last long. I was yeah. going to say, how long did that last? Like, yeah, not too long. Um, I found it interesting that one of the there are two real breakout stars of this film. The girl that plays Shuri, who is uh, Letitia, Letitia Wright, Wright. Yeah. and um, Winston Duke, who plays M'Baku. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's going, that okay. guy was rad. So, okay. So Who's actually named the characters as Manape, but uh, Marvel didn't want to go with a character called Manape. Right, yes. right, right. Um... Which makes sense. They that that tribe mm -hmm. and him in particular. One of my favorite things about the movie. Yeah. My only regret is that. God damn it! We had giant rhinos. Why don't we have some giant gorillas? <laughs> Why giant do we gorillas. not have King Kong? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. There's your King Kong <laughs> reference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They even called the initially they called the city that they lived in Gorilla City, <laughs> and they were like, "Man, we're going to change that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting because it shows that someone in a ruler can be wrong. Like I was wrong, right and now, and and I'm paid for it, and it shows the wisdom of of T'Challa. By at the end of the film, you see him included in that that group. Exactly, uh, uh, and we see that. Well, I, I guess as you just pointed out, we see that a couple of times. We see that with Mbaku, and mm -hmm. we see that with the Black Panther, mm -hmm. um, who, you know, at the end is like, okay, we're going to open up our borders, yeah. and, and we're going to... Because that's at least our, historically, because that's been a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, they were like the first kingdom to have a wall and not want people in. So yeah. Right. So. 
Yeah, it rem- that whole thing reminded me a lot of like 15th century China or uh, Jap- Japan. Yeah, you know, or modern day America. <laughs> it's the 18th Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe film. Yes. Go. Oh. Yes. 18. 18. That yeah, DC that universe is sure lagging behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've. I. They. they Langley they speechless. <laughs> they don't know. I, in my opinion, DC. As a studio, doesn't they don't know what they're doing? They really don't. They're, I think they're chasing the train, definitely. Yeah. And I think what where well, they should should invest their time is more of what if you're only going to do so many films a year, right? Aim not to uh, not don't aim for those superhero movies. Aim for the Logans and the right, exactly. You, you when when somebody's got you pressed against the ropes. Yes. The last thing you want to do is play their game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, and that's Marvel's what they're doing. taking off. Then, like, don't do what Marvel's doing. Mm-hmm. Do something completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually advocated them. Their first movie should have been the Justice League. That that's kind of how I looked at it. Make the make the big movie, then spin people off, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to doing the Marvel method, which is like introduce characters, then make your big movie. Right. Yeah. Right. And I get why they wouldn't do it, but like Langley says, like you need to think outside the box. You don't want to do the same thing Marvel's doing, right. unless you know exactly what you're doing, and they obviously don't. Well, added to that, the turmoil in the director's life and the the director's propensity to sort of go off into the weeds and sure. and you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but I hope I hope I hear good things about this aqua, this new Aquaman thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Willem Dafoe's in it, so I'm on board. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I got a bunch of stuff. I don't know how much of this. There's a there's a marked differences in all the tribes. Um, uh, the Golden Tribe, the Royal Tribe, uses the motif of black and purple and a continental symbol for the sun found throughout Africa. Right. The Border Tribe was inspired by Lesetho architecture and language, uses blue and wood. The River Tribe uses a motif of green and shells. Merchant Tribe, inspired by Nigerian architecture and language. And the Jabari wears fur and wood to represent their naturalism. Sure. Yeah, they were cool. It's uh, it, dude, yeah. It's it's all those scenes where like you know everybody's gathered together. Uh, it, and by the way, what a cool concept! We take the power away. From, I had a problem with that. Th- did you? It seemed like take like we we need you to have the power, but we need to take them away. And yeah. and it, if that was the case, then why isn't everyone eating that well, shit? It, it, well, that's something that occurred to me. It's like if 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 this. You know, prior to Killmonger burning everything, mm-hmm. um, if it's this easy to get the power, the strength, the yeah. the, the the more than human capabilities, yeah, why is why why aren't all the um, why, why isn't the general? Why isn't the you know all the yeah, people? Why wouldn't you let your entire army enhance? Go yeah. ahead. No, I, I was saying that I think that's the point that it's it's just for that. Representation of the nation, which is the Black Panther, so that that. So, so why wouldn't this guy like go? I'm going on a mission. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yeah. I have the power of the Black Panther. All right, you're back. Chomp, 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 or whatever. And you, yeah. We, well, well take it I mean, we can read more into it than is maybe there, but the idea is like, you know, to borrow a famous comic book line, um, you know, with great strength comes great responsibility, 
and you don't want to be giving everybody that responsibility well, because guess, they probably won't use it in a, in a good manner. I guess it falls in for me that into that, again, that realm. We're in that realm of the werewolf again, where you're doing really massive changes on right. the cellular level of this guy, and then just yeah. put, take, put it on, take it off, put it on, take right. it off. And it, and it just seemed... It seemed I, did like the, um, I did like the sequences when they're in that... The afterlife in the in the afterlife place or whatever whatever it's yeah. called. Um, that's that scene with the panthers in the tree. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. And I'm just like, oh, um, all the cat people feels the Wakandan dimension of the Jalia is formed from the memories of Wakandan citizens. The name Jalia comes from Jolly, also known as Jolly, or more commonly Griot, a term used in West African. Uh, used to describe a West African tribal elder who carries the knowledge of a community's culture and history. Yeah. It was the Indian guy who knew who was the repository, the living repository of all right. stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to add to just quickly about what that that drug if you will that they use. I mean that that is part of the comics, but um, I agree with both of you guys. It's like it, it could have been very easy to say like T'Challa is like Bruce Wayne in the sense that he's a superbly trained athlete because yeah. he is he's going to be the black panther right. and you have a suit that enhances your power right so just like you don't get to wear the suit when somebody challenges you right agree right, right. that would have been away good. with yeah. that, that it reminds because it, that, that is a little clunky i mean I, I i'll give you that by the way uh the suit mm-hmm. yeah um before you do that let me just interrupt real yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. uh how much like dune was all of that it was the water of life. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's all I wanted. The to heart-shaped herb. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, T'Challa Madib. I, I I don't know how intentional this is or not, but uh, you know the suit. Um, the more you beat it, the the stronger it becomes, right? It. it you know what <laughs> yeah, I there's, mean? Yeah, there's there's some laughs to have there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yes. The more you beat it, Langley, go on. <laughs> um. Uh, and that is indicative of the African American experience, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is that you know the more you beat them down, the stronger, the stronger they become. They become. Yeah, it's and, very interesting. Uh, oh, and and I'll go you know beyond that and just say that's the human experience. The more you beat somebody down, mm-hmm. the stronger they're going to become, the, and, and and the bigger threat they're going to be when they come back for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why it comes back to earlier about. That's why people can identify with these movies. Just the, 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 you know, it doesn't matter what the race is. It's like, hey, yeah, sure, I understand that this person's you know getting beaten down, and like mm-hmm. nobody wants to be beaten down. Everybody wants to come back, right? And so you can identify with with things going on. I, and uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I I thought it was interesting that when each of them took the drug, they went to a different place. Yeah, I thought that was yes. really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you go to you go to the place that's in your mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah. And then, well, they both visited their fathers, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And that's both of them are driven by their fathers, right? You know, so I, that's, I, that's I like important. I like that um, that it that it deal uh, the movie also deals with the theme of your parents aren't gods, and sometimes they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and it doesn't mean that you love them any less if you 
if you go against that, if you change, mm-hmm. you know, what... Well, it's part of the growing process. Right, of exactly. Making your own opinions. Yeah. Same way. I find it interesting, um, Wesley Snipes at one, ad- one time wanted to do a Black Panther movie. She yeah, in the early 90s. I he think. had John Singleton signed on to be a director, yeah. and, and they disagreed because uh, Singleton wanted to put it in the inner city, and Wesley Snipes wanted to set it in Africa. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, I think you need to stick with that story concept as portrayed in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's, the inner city, that's what you have people like Luke Cage for. And right, yes. And that kind of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, and Marvel, Marvel put those heroes out in the 70s, those characters. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, think, I think the thing, too, about what I think people listening to the podcast can hear is that we have a, we're, we're three white guys, but we have a level of enthusiasm for this movie. And and I think I think part of the for me the reason I uh, you know and I as like I said I don't want people to think I'm being hard on it it's just like man just a few ticks more and you just you know you could have like slam dunked mm-hmm. this thing because there's so many things about it you know like Lanny says like oh but you you know you find nitpicks here and there and it's like yeah you know it's like you don't always want to do that but there's just certain things where it's like man this this could have been that dark night you know and mm-hmm. and that's why I, I I want this film to be successful. And and at least critically successful, which it is, right? Critics like it. Yeah, people people in general like it. The box office is blowing up with it. This was the the most uh, pre-sold movie of all yeah. time. Of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in a good way, unlike Blair Witch. Right. It's, you're fine. Uh, it's your. And also, too, I was going to say. I'm sorry. I was gonna, I, if I interrupt, I was going to say the same thing about Wonder Woman. Right. Wonder Woman. Uh, some of the things I'm saying about Black Panther, I can say about Wonder Woman. In that, I really like that movie. I think it's the best of the DC movies, but it is also kind of stuck in the superhero genre. They mm-hmm. do things that, man, I wish he didn't do that. I wish he would have transcended that. Right. right? right. But okay. both these movies are really good. Both these movies are game changers. Both these movies um, have done really well, are critically um, uh, acclaimed, and I think that only bodes well going forward. Yeah. For um, for these types of movies, absolutely. One thing on the suit, uh, it, when it was upgraded, it and it was impacted. There were runes on it, and yes. that has a reference to the a Doom War storyline where T'Challa developed magical tactics t- so he didn't have to rely so much on vibranium. Ah. so that's interesting. Little nod there. Also, they say uh, Coogler was saying it's a spiritual sequel to Thor Ragnarok. <clears throat> Both have similarities um, in that they. Both characters have to protect their homes from a formidable ad, uh, advisory who has ties to their family lineage. That's stretching it a little. Yeah. That's like, eh, <laughs> eh. You can say that about... Hey. Um, blah, blah, blah. Moving on. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. Solid. Not to be confused with, uh, be confused with Morgan Freeman, which sometimes no, no. people do. Right, right. <laughs> um... Yeah. Uh, it was really weird hearing an American accent coming yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. At, at one point, he he stopped serving his purpose, and yes. then they then they go uh, and they throw him into a fighter pilot, a fighter. Plane. Yeah. yeah w- well, sadly, the weakest character in the movie is the white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. I guess. I guess if, if I mean if you're going to use the word convenient. To any aspect of this film, he to me feels the most convenient. 
Yeah, and again, that's my point about it being just kind of that superhero <laughs> genre one hundred and one. Right. Right. Is he? Is he the? Is he the guy who's like kind of periodically looking at the the white part of the audience, going like? We all good? You all falling? Like otherwise, Maybe. No. he falls yeah, into I, I a little a, a captain exposition here and there. I don't. No, I don't, I don't think he. Is. All right, I'm I just, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm. I don't know. I mean, he, he again, he is a character in the comics. Um, is my understanding right? I mean, right. I'm, I'm more familiar with. I mean, I read the comics. Uh, I'm, I'm more familiar with the earlier versions of. I mean, all these heroes get uh, retconned, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, time yeah. goes by, and yeah. I mean, if you really want to. If you want to, it's kind of a waste of time, in my opinion. But it, go go read a biography on Logan Wolverine, and it's like it's going to blow your mind, right? It's just like what, you know. And 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 sometimes I think there's too much of this going on. I mean, the the Black Panther is, as when, my, when we first meet him, which is as every uh, Marvel true believer knows, was issue 52 of the Fantastic Four. He's a, he's a, he, you're not sure if he's a villain or a good guy. Mm, he basically right. brings the Fantastic Four to his kingdom because he wants to fight him to see if he if he's worthy of taking on Ulysses Claw. Ulysses Claw is the main bad guy in that in those in those two stories, uh, 52 right. and 53. Mm-hmm. And and he's the one that, that wants to steal vibranium and he's the one that kills uh, T'Challa's father T'Chaka. Yeah. Um, so so it's a little it's a it's a little different, but even in those stories they portray him as, you know, he's a scientist, uh, um, T'Challa. You know, he's got superb skills. Um, his technology impresses Reed Richards, who's like at that you know in that time considered the smartest man in the world. Right. Uh, so so when I remember as a kid reading the story, uh, I, I I never saw him as a black guy. Once again, it's like, hey, that's a cool character. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Wow, man, he's a king. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Right. You know. So so yeah. You know, I just think if, if things are done well and done right, you know, people will like can identify and, and like these things and you sure. know. And, 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 if you get stuck on on someone's sex or religion, I mean, or nationality, it's just kind of stupid. But Agreed. you know, unfortunately, people will, and 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 people like to troll as well, right? People want to find everything that's wrong with something, as opposed to what we're doing, where we're, hey, we like this movie, but you know, it's something we can that could have been better. I don't know if people like to troll. I think trolls like to troll. I agree. I agree. With that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this yeah, is the first true. movie in this MCU that to have its opening weekend domestic box office. Make its production cost. Oh wow! So in the first three days, oh, yeah, they made yeah, their money like, back. Two hundred forty something million, wasn't it? Yeah. In the, the, the box office. Um, Cooler describes the film's central theme as responsibility and identity. "Quote: What do you, the powerful owe those in need? It separates the good guys from the villains. What value is strength unless you're using it to help someone? Wakanda pretends to be just another struggling African country, but some of its neighbors are struggling for real." Right. Um. If Wakandans yeah, and, and don't those stand are things that don't get talked about in other Marvel movies, right? Right. right. If Wakandans don't stand up for themselves, who will? But if they stand only for themselves, then who are they? Right. I would say that's pretty fucking applicable to the government now in yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah, or to all governments, really. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Exactly. It's like, how much do you... That's why the end of the movie is such a great message, is that... Okay, we should have done this a long time ago, mm-hmm. but you know, at least we're doing it now. Well, it's the th- idea of like as as he as he um, brought together the five tribes. Yeah, I see this this in the in the outreach center as him moving to try to to do the same thing. 
on a larger scale. Yeah, but the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a great message. Yeah. Um uh but human beings being human beings, there will always be someone who will want to throw a hand grenade into a paradise. Sure, sure. Sure. And that's and that's what's There sad. is always somebody who wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, yes. there is. And there's also the people who, for their personal advancement, you know, I, I, think, I think the one character, the guy from Get Out, um, that was his, it oh, yeah, brings yeah, yeah. me that much closer to the, th- the throne myself. Yeah. You know, because everyone has... Ha, um, uh, has designs, you know. Right. Uh, as Herbert said in Dune, plans within plans. Right. So well, as uh, yeah, as uh, T'Chaka, there's a line in the comics where T'Chaka tells his son T'Challa that you should always be two steps ahead of your enemies and three steps ahead of your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the old, you know, keep your friends right, your right. close and your enemies closer. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I. The takeaway on this is I think it's a testament that we've come to a point where other cultures can have mediocre superhero films (laughs) made about them as well. (laughs) But fortunately, this is not a mediocre superhero movie. I am. I am. am, So we're we're good. I'm (laughs) kind of kidding on that. But it's... But it's... But is that, that... That is kind of a victory. I think the fact that um, I saw a picture to a girl, a little black girl, looking at the official portrait of Michelle Obama. Sure. Just gate mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's so hard for us as three white guys. That's our new podcast. Three right. white guys. Yeah, three no. white guys. Three white guys. <laughs> um, to understand that, what that means, it's it is right. very much like Bruce Lee and, and for the for the Asian community it was sure. like that's us, man. Yeah. And even with the pimples on it, like we previously discussed. It's still, it's got to feel amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. I I don't have anything in my experience that would equate to this other than maybe, maybe on a tiny scale, the first time I saw Braveheart. You know, okay. As far as like... I could see that. Oh, look at you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's... it's uh, I just, I, I just have to imagine. I mm-hmm. just have to imagine how awesome it feels. You know? Yeah. Well, the, the yeah, and the, the thing that I, I want to come back to again is though, is that it's, it's amazing the power of film because this character was created over 50 years ago, yeah. right, at a time when the country was literally tearing itself apart, and you know here we are again when the country's you know not in maybe the best of shapes, um, and. Um, we know we have a movie in which is impacting the culture in, in, in a way that a comic book really couldn't, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's true. And and it's you know I, that's why I think I, I think even though we're the three white guys, it's like I understand the significance of this movie, and I'm I'm glad it's here. And as I said, even though I, I, it's no knock to say that it doesn't transcend the superhero genre, it definitely enriches the genre. Agreed. And and I hope the sucker makes you know two billion, three billion, whatever it needs to make. In fact, I wish this surpasses um, Avatar as the most uh, highest-grossing yeah. movie. So I mean, I don't know if it will uh, because they're not charging fifteen dollars a pop in 3D. But right. they are. Um, you go to IMAX. Yeah. Well, yeah, but remember, yeah. Avatar was like you pretty much had to see it in, in 3D. It was it was Agreed. rare yeah, to you, find it. Yeah, you couldn't. F- yeah, yeah, you yeah. couldn't see it in. Like. All right, so we're gonna take a break. I think we 
we've covered this. We've covered this. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. So, uh, moving on, some deaths. Uh, there's some stuff in here that we, we really want to talk about. Number one, Benjamin Melnicker, longtime Batman producer. He produced a lot of the Batman films. Yeah. Louis Gilbert directed a few Bond films, and he also directed Alfie. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah. Uh, uh, Enza Cosby, Bill Cosby's daughter. Yes. Um, uh, Did they ever determine what the how, how she died? I didn't read it. No, I didn't see it. I'm not sure. Because she's re- she's relatively. I mean, she's not really that old. She was young. She was in her what 30s or 40s, right? 40s, I, maybe. I, I yeah. don't know. 40s, I'm guessing. Um, you know, and it and it you know recalls you know his son getting killed on the side of the road. Right, Ennis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they said. Uh, Bud Lucky, animator, designed Woody from Toy Story. Oh wow. Yeah. Said. So, um, Orleans. When uh, Langley was beating it earlier, like, we could have called Woody on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Orrin C. Smith, president and CEO of Starbucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Barry Crimmins, he was a comic, who came out and was very um, upfront about the fact that he'd been molested as a child. Sure. And mm. fought really hard to jail people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one hits really close to home. Um, one of our past guests, Hart Fisher, yes, um, his wife Waka passed away, and um, they were f- they were great. Good pe- I mean, Waka was so nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's one of those. She was one of those women who was. Her husband was this like my <laughs> big giant dude, big demonstrative dude, and. Um, uh, she was that gentle power there. Sure. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that really bummed me out. And then finally I wanted to talk about how uh, Kevin Smith had a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Mass, he called it a massive heart attack. Yeah. Um, 100% occlusion of the LAD artery, which yeah. they call the Widowmaker. He, he seems to be repeating that a lot on his Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's how his father died. His the father dies of complications of diabetes okay. and that kind of thing. Yeah. I will say that it's inspiring a little bit because what he his his rap now is, I should have died that night and I didn't, and I'm on borrowed time and everything from here on in. He goes as I lay there and I thought I was dying. I asked he I asked myself, Am I okay with my what I've left behind? Right. And he said um, he was, and so. Now it's just it's all gravy. For yeah. Me. And yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that's a great way to look at life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um a better way to look at life was not to put himself in a position to wind up with a massive heart attack. Yeah, but you know, to quote on a long timeline. You know, everyone yeah. everyone but I, I think it's that mindset of like every day is a gift and I think in our haste to do things and to do well at our job and with our family, we forget, and it's easy to take shit like that for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it is also reminiscent of people who have had near-death experiences. Yes. So you kind of factor that in. I felt really bad because I was, the very night he had that, I was on Facebook talking shit talking about Talking shit about him. Doing stand-up. Doing stand-up. Um, but but mean, now he's okay, so you can go back to talking no, shit about yeah. him. Well, here's, here's the thing about that. It, it, what occurred to me whenever you first said that was, isn't that what he's been doing, though? He does, yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, the spoken word things are just, yeah. the Q&As are just... Yeah. Right. Well, I've seen know. him at conventions. He's like, he comes off like a comedian, not a film director. Right, it's, right. It's, it's like he's doing stand-up comedy. It's like, it's like uh, uh, you know, the first time that I saw Henry Rollins doing spoken word, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't yeah. call himself that, but, you know, and he even talks about, like, listening to old Cosby records. Mm-hmm to get timing down and, you know, that type of thing. You know, yeah, he's telling stories, but ultimately they're designed to make us laugh. Agree. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, moving on to news. Defamation suit again, um, that John... Wait a minute, we have to go... Wait, 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 there was one more death. What? Nanette for... No, we talked about that last week. Oh, did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep hearing the tickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Langley so devastated he's still hung up on it. But Nanette Fabre, that's a big one. Yeah. No, yeah. Especially of a certain age. On John Oliver's show, he described a cold Baron Robert Murray as a geriatric Dr. Evil, and the guy sued him. Which, and he knew, he knew. He Oliver said, "I know I'm going to get sued on this." And the, anyway, the the case just got dropped. Yeah, well, yeah, as well, it should have. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he was brutal on this guy. <laughs> um, Heather Locklear was arrested for domestic violence and hitting a cop. Wow! Mm. It wasn't T.J. Hooker, was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Heather going for her Jaja Gabor. Yeah, her mugshot is. <laughs> Slick. She looks so mad. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Uh, they say their AMC says they're doing more Walking Dead series. Yeah, I, I think I saw another that. one. You mean a third one? A third or a fourth or a fifth one? Wow. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness! Ridiculous! Just stop it! You can't oh. even get one right. I can see. I can see. Like you know, The Walking Dead, Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> Walking Dead CSI. Yeah, it'll open. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. they'll have who oh songs open all of their. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm not a fan of this. This news is mind-boggling to me. I mean, like even if it's CSI shows, like yeah, you only need one, maybe two at the most. Yeah, I think one's good enough. But I, wow, you can't, three or four. My you, goodness, you can't get Walking Dead right. You clearly can't get Fear of the Walking Dead right. So yeah, sure, let's do another one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, that I have said, to be, if you, I have ahead, lots sorry. of ideas. <laughs> we, we were watching the, the the premiere, right? And and uh, you know, with uh, Carl's death, yeah. And I have to admit, I know it sounds terrible, but it's like we're just making jokes. Like, hey, I left the I left the stove on. Hey, did you get fix the dry cleaning? <laughs> right. I mean, it was it was yeah. it kind of reminded me of Trinity's death, right? In the in the Matrix uh, third movie. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. And this is this is like, yeah, I know it's supposed to be moving, but wow, it just yeah. just I don't know, it just Rap- didn't hit. I, I should have felt for the character, but I, I just I, didn't care. No one cares. You know, it's funny during any death scene when the audience is going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here's one that made me scratch my head. Kristen Wiig is being considered for the role of Cheetah. Yeah, I had Woman the same too. reaction. Like, what? That makes the only way that wait, makes wait, wait, wait. What? For Chris, Cheetah in Cheetah Wonder Woman two. 
Ah. Yeah, Cheat is like her main enemy. Yeah. Main, main villain. The way this works is, the sh- it's Kristen Wiig until they she puts the the, the shit on the shit yeah. on, and then it's just either a complete stunt person or it's a it's a CG. Right. Uh. Well, yeah. I mean, I I always I'm the same way about when I hear these things. It's like, okay, well, let's see, right? But my reaction is like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, but, this, this uh, doesn't. Hopefully, she pulls it off. I, that would not. I would. She wouldn't even occur to me for that character. But, agreed. This but makes maybe as, they see some. This makes as much sense to me as a six foot eight, two hundred eighty pound crow. Right. 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 <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Which we're going to talk about. I think hey, I like to see that. But I'll just say it now. Crow Reborn will be. Re- uh, its release date is October eleventh, twenty nineteen. Who's so, in this? Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. all right. Because Wait a minute, are you because I haven't heard about this. Are you pulling my leg or this? No, true? no I am this. dead serious. Yes. Because oh, okay. someone yeah. saw a Pro. photo of him with a guitar in his hand, and they thought, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> is that well, all it know, takes?" And, and we've like talked it. about this before. On, I think on our crow episode, it's like that's that's not your by by casting that guy, you're taking away yeah everything that. Makes the crow. I went. Special. I went. Ian Curtis punching people through walls. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone who. But this. Who this doesn't look like yeah. they should be able. Don't get to me do wrong. It's if there won't be a dry yeah. seat in the house. Oh you sure, know what I mean? like sure, the, sure, sure. But if only fun. Schwarzenegger were younger. He could be the crow. <laughs> love, love never dies. Out. Love never dies. <laughs> it, it, it can't rain all the time. <laughs> all right. This doesn't make any sense. Bill, you know Billy Eichner? Billy on the street? Well, that is another word for God. Brian's <laughs> <laughs> not done ripping. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. Billy Eichner. Let's get going. Billy Eichner, right, he did that t- Hulu series about awful people, and he's a he does this lot of stand-up stuff. It's on the street, man on the street stuff. Sure. Anyway, they're giving him a, Netflix has given him a, Netflix, uh, a stand-up special. Because don't know why. Why not? Fuck, he's got a good agent, I guess. Everybody. This is very cool. Uh, somebody planted a Jason Voorhees statue in the bottom yeah, of Minnesota, that's, Minnesota that's Lake. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And it's a place where a lot of people go uh, scuba diving. Yes. So you're scuba <laughs> diving and you come <laughs> up on... It's literally Jason, like, from the movie with the chain around his neck. Yes, and, and, the, 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 and the hockey mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is badass. <laughs> that is so badass. Uh, the footage of people going down there is like creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's just like you know you don't see. Yeah, I think anything. that was like it's like uh, the sixth movie or the seventh movie where he was underwater. Yeah, yeah. I forget <laughs> this one. Maybe the sixth one. So or that's that. a, so that's a new thing now. It's like hey, how great would that be? Go, let's go dive down and touch mm-hmm. you know Jason Voorhees or just find him. It, yeah, you know yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. Um, Ansel Elgort, who was the played the lead in Baby Driver. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. He's Uh-oh. doing a film based on Hans Christian Andersen. Huh. Uh, I don't know that if, I mean, if it'll include any of the songs. Yes, so no, I'm Hans Christian Andersen. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Where's Danny Kaye when you need him? I used to be enraged by that because that girl that he was in love with was such a bitch. Oh, the the yeah, ballerina. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck ballerina, her. Yeah. yeah. I always felt bad. But talk about bad relationships. Yeah. Uh, they moved Infinity War up a couple of weeks in in April. Yeah, that's uh, I think it mostly was to do with positioning. I think they just want to dominate. 
They're going to dominate anyway, but I think sure. they're hedging their bets a little bit. Adam McKay says he has a plot for Anchorman 3 in which Ron Burgundy becomes embedded in the uh, Second Iraq War. Huh. <laughs> Sounds like that Whiskey Tango Foxtrot thing right, that Tina right, Fey right. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, do, I, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I didn't care about Anchorman 2. Yeah. And I barely care about Anchorman 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, lots of times they make these movies, and they're kind of fun, right? The first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, maybe you get a second one. But after that, it, it's, it's you know, I think, yeah, it's like, I don't, it's, I, I just, I don't care anymore. It's the same as when they do, you know, they make a, a movie or a movie franchise out of a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's funny for five minutes, but then, you know. Yeah, there was no reason that the Pat movie had to be around. No, no. Or Superstar. Superstar, or, or that, that MacGyver thing, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like yeah. even, um, even like the Hangover movies. Like I, I enjoyed the first one. I kind of did like the second one, but then they get to the third one. It's like I don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't yeah. very, it wasn't as good as the other two. And like if they came out with a, a Hangover four, it's like yeah, I just doubt I would see it. Wait a minute, it's an all women's version, right? I could yeah. see them doing that. Yeah, I could see like. Wait a minute, like, they, well actually they did do that, right? Wasn't that movie that uh, Scarlett Johansson was in? Bride, no, yeah. no, no, what was? Yeah, the Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it was like uh, something night out. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's the girl, uh, girls' night out movie you with know, uh, if, Tiffany I'm, Haddish. To me, if you're smart and you've been handed Hangover Four, mm-hmm. this is the movie where everybody grows up. You know, <laughs> and no one gets drunk. And, yeah, and they don't drink drunk. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, got yeah. family. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis yeah. gets his high blood pressure medication right, wrong. Exactly, and it gives him a headache. <laughs> Uh, so that could be like a that could be like a hell evening where you're forced to watch Transformers Five, Pirates of the Caribbean Five, Hangover Four. <laughs> Man, you, you'd be, your mind would be a mush after that. You would that. never want to watch a movie again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to watch movies, and for my sins, they gave it to me. Brought it up to me like room service, and after right. I watched them, I never want to watch another. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Viola Davis are starring in a film called The Woman Kind. It's about a queen, a Dahomey. Amazon Queen Viola Davis mm-hmm. and her daughter Lupita Nyong'o. Wow, cool. More a- Afrocentric uh, stories, and and probably would not have been possible without without Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. Agreed. Dark Tower series at Amazon says they're going to be more um, faithful to the books. <laughs> they better be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like the movie? Did you see the movie? I haven't seen the film. Oh, yeah. But I hear. But what I do know is that you don't take a multi-book premising try to cram it into two hours right no. the, the series yeah. makes more sense because now we can build that well, out it's like i mean butter. it's the dark towers what seven books eight yeah. books something like that and it's like it, it's dumb it's dumb to make i just didn't i just didn't understand why black just kept saying all right all right all right <laughs> <laughs> well i you know <laughs> the dark tower series itself is problematic for me because the first few i'm like yeah, 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 and then it starts to go like, and yeah. I, and I, d- I couldn't hang, you know. Yeah, and, it's uh, tough. I mean, imagine keeping a ball suspended in the air for multiple years as yes. you write these books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among everything else, that fucker's writing. Right. Yeah. Um, it does make sense though to have it as a series versus agreed. a movie. Absolutely, I agree. I absolutely agree. So many properties would be better served that mm-hmm. way. Especially yes. Even now. if you roll it out like a like a Westworld. Yeah. Like Westworld seems to be doing it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, especially now that TV, um, you know, cable TV is 
some of the best stuff being made. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it's it's not some side barn. No, thing no, no. It's, it's it's not it's not what it used. In to many be. ways, I think it's doing things more right. Than right. Anyway. Well, absolutely. yeah, it's like the, the TV can do novels, and then movies can do short stories. Right? Agreed. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Danny Boyle and the guy who wrote Mr. Bean are teaming for a music theme comedy. Weird. Mm. Untitled. Uh, Terry Pratchett's uh, Christian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Pratchett's Discworld is getting a six-part series on the BBC. I'm in. That's cool. Good. Yeah. They seem to have cast Chris Hemsworth in the Men in Black reboot. Oh, for sure. The Men in Black reboot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They wanted to do that for a while, um, uh, but why? <laughs> the only argument, that is the question, isn't it? The Why? only argument that I can have on any of that stuff is that you you name recognition because yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of fucking unanswered questions from the first few. Um, so this is purely like people know us, they know what to expect. It's more product. People will go see it, and hopefully everyone will make a little more. Sure, I'll only see it if they cast Rob Snyder as his sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, count me out. <laughs> uh, film coming up about the Sharon Tate murders, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, uh, Tarantino? Tarantino has cast Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Do we know, Do we know what this is about, though? About yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like, remember the Spike Lee movie, Summer of Sam? Right. Yeah. yeah How yeah, it's yeah. not about Sam, but it was about what was going around. G- going on all around in Hollywood. I, yeah. Right. But, but, he's, but the character of Sam is in the movie. Yeah, I yes. think this is... He, they've cast... Uh, I thought I heard that they had cast a Sharon Tate as well. Oh, wow. So I think they'll be in it, but I think a lot of it also is going to be about other stuff. Tarantino, there's going to be multi-threads going on. I wonder if there's going to yeah. be a Roman Polanski character in it. I don't know, maybe. You know, Jay Sibring, um, the, one of the, the victims... The hair guy? Yeah, the hair guy was Bruce Lee's hairdresser. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, let's see. Stan Lee was hospitalized with pneumonia, and um, everyone was like, uh-oh, there goes Stan. But then he recovered, and yeah. he got out of the hospital and found that $1.4 million was missing from his bank account. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I thought you were going to say he was going to challenge... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith to a celebrity boxing match. <laughs> I'd watch that. I totally watch that. Um, They're both out of the hospital and what? we've got it live on Fox. What the fuck? Like, I, I, but by the way, wasn't it a few weeks ago that like Stanley had all these um, sexual misconduct? Alle- there was there were charges, and uh, I haven't heard. I, I think heard they. I I haven't heard anything either. Yeah, but then again, so did I always heard he kind of he loved he loved the strip clubs. That's what I I heard about him. Sure. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? And I often thought he because cre- he created that cartoon. If you remember, Stripperella. Stripperella, yeah. Uh, with yeah. Pam Anderson, and I was yeah. like, did but he then again, huh, that's weird. To be fair, if you're doing a okay, so I'm doing a project with Pam Anderson. Yes. Yeah. Stripper's not a reach. Right. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> it's typecasting. Uh, NBC is going to redo Bad Boys as a series. The movie Bad Boys. Uh-huh. Who, wh- who's doing this? NBC. NBC, okay. Uh, starring Jessica Alba and Gabrielle Union. Oh, oh but so it's Bad Girls. So, so bad it's girls. Bad Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. 
Sure. Gabrielle Union is doing a lot of like she has this new movie out where she's it's a home invasion and she fights back. And, right. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Look at her. Uh, John Williams says that he's done doing Star Wars music after Episode Nine. Okay. Good. Yeah, until yeah. they offered him a big contract with a big dollar sign. But he's got to be what in his seventies or eighties now. I I, I was like leave me alone with this yeah. Don the Don. Yeah. Yeah, but the Rolling Stones are still touring. What else are they going to do? That well, that's that? Keith Richards was cursed, and that's his curse is to walk the <laughs> earth forever. Wait a minute, wasn't that the plot of one <laughs> of those a, Pirates uh, of the Caribbean movies? Making, making him play there's Angie a, again. There's a uh, uh, Wall Street Journal article coming out, uh, interview with uh, Keith Richards. Yeah, and uh, he said something in there um, about or, Mick. About Mick. Basically, he was he was criticizing Mick for. Becoming a father at seventy, you know, to <laughs> seventy-four or whatever. It is. Well, no, he went straight to grandfatherhood. To be about? fair, <laughs> well, yeah. To be, please, Tom. To be fair, <laughs> you know, you're seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never gonna. You're not gonna see that kid's puberty. Yeah, to, and he, you, know. He, you know, that's basically what he was saying. Was like, you know, those poor kids. You know, yeah. their father's not gonna be around. Let alone, well, like, also, yeah, too, the milkshake's not supposed to be as good when you get to a certain age. So, I, I, right, you know. Right. I hope it all turns out well for that kid. Is a is a seventy year old Mick Jagger going to go throw ball with his kid? Is he going <laughs> to? Wait a minute! Who <laughs> Those stairs what winded me. Mick Jagger does with <laughs> yeah, horrible his kids. I, I don't. <laughs> that's, we've, that's we've we've gone that from is the not what I meant. <laughs> to the three cruel guys. I know. Uh, Simon Kinberg, the director of X Men: Dark Phoenix, has been named as the director of the Logan's Run redo. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Logan Run is one of those is one of the few films that I legitimately can get behind a remake of because um, mm-hmm. I think it's a cool story and um, it gets it, to be a the effects the, are, are more than most films for some reason are dated yeah. for me. Yeah, well, they were dated when they came out. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not that great. It's not it's not a good looking movie. Towards the end of the film it all becomes kind of a weird Sid and Marty Croft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I agree with Langley. That weird yeah. thing the box. Uh, yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I agree like, with Langley that that certainly could be remade. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with the Logan's Run reboot. It's you know, it's amazing to me now whenever I think back on it that we had a Logan's Run T V series. Yeah. Yes. You know. Uh, just based on what the original fondly was. not remember today. No, yeah, no. yeah. What was it's the, like that other what shit. Was the curly headed dude that played in that? Oh man, I can't. I, I can't even remember anything about it. I, I know can, I watched it. it I can weird. see his face, but I can't. I can't remember his name. Uh, you, you say seventies curly head. I think Willie Ames. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not that guy. Marjo Gortner. <laughs> <laughs> Marjo Gortner. Yes, Marjo Gortner. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves is doing a vigilante superhero movie called Past Midnight. Isn't that that's all he does now, right? Yeah, I, I <laughs> I'm a god. Oh, no, he's he's doing the uh, Bill and Ted three. Right on. That'll actually be cool. I'll be I'm, good with I'm that. looking forward to that. I love the premise. Have you heard the, the thing where no, it's twenty or thirty years later. And you know how Rufus said, like, you're destined to write this yeah, great yeah. song? Uh-huh. Well, they haven't written it yet. Yeah. And, like, the girls have left them. The princesses have left them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, just losers again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in for that. Canary. Well, they no. did that with Dumb and Dumber, but did, did that movie do well? No. <laughs> no. Not really. Um, but Keanu Reeves hard, works hard. 
gets I think he's a nice guy and he gets booked into goofy shit like that knock knock that just yeah. just down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking terrible uh, Joe Hill is ecstatic he saw the lock and key pilot and he said quote it's fucking awesome oh cool well there's your F word Langley hey this just happened today um, kind of weird. They announced its tradition for last year's best actor to yes. at the Oscars to read this year's best actress. Right. That is correct. Last year best actor was Casey Affleck for Uh-oh. something or other. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. So they just announced that Jennifer Lawrence and Jodie Foster are going to be making that announcement and I Casey Affleck is not going to be in my, in in my opinion that makes more sense yeah. and probably is the way it probably should have been done yeah. even before. And to but to be like he's not I this is so hard to talk about but he hasn't been convicted of anything. No, like, no, no. Like, but there's still these innuendos, and 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I'm caught. I'm caught. The courtroom of social media is the only courtroom that counts. Yeah, to apparently. Anymore. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, Chad Stahelski, um, John yep. Wick, yep. Uh, is doing um, the Highline reboot. Yeah, no, that's been was that is that for sure? Because yeah. I, I've heard that it was like on, it's off. Yeah, it's I just on, read an off. article about it yesterday. Oh, very good. I'm uh, that I would look forward to. I'm that. in. That was, he says that he has cool. an entire franchise in in, in my cool. Don't they all? Well, you know, uh, you know, the Highlander is one of those franchises where it really, really, really um, illustrates what I always contend that like franchises, man. First one, maybe two movies, and then the. The rest you can do without. You yeah, don't remember Highlander Four. Oh my God! You know <laughs> I do. Unfortunately, I know. What was the one with Mario Van Peebles yeah. and yeah, Highlander just, Three. Yeah. three he's, yeah. in, he's in a cave. That's how he escapes being. Uh, yeah. Sure. Part of the again uh, the an odd thing to think about that we had that Highlander TV series mm-hmm. for so long, yeah. which wasn't bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It a little was long-winded, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't bad. It could have been better, but yeah, it wasn't bad. They they. Did they dealt with things that I thought were kind of interesting if you're going to create a Highlander universe. Um, let's see. Bunch of stuff coming out on Blu-ray. I'm just going to fly through them and we can give our thoughts. Shape of Water. Boom. Yes. Mine. Boom. Yeah. Uh, they're releasing The Strangers to, to Blu-ray. Oh. Um, Had it not been? That's, is that the Home Invasion movie? Yeah. 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 After yeah. we release it. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's, also, a, there's a new one coming out, a sequel, I guess. Right. They're also re-releasing Romero's the Crazies and Season of the Witch, Bronson's Death Wish. Of course, they are. Oh yeah, because you've got Death Wish in the theaters. Yeah, um, the Burbs. Man, sure, I love that movie. Yeah, that's, that's a, a that's a great addition to to have out. Itchy the Killer. Any, I think all Takashi Miyake films should be sure. available on Blu-ray. John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct Thirteen huh. and uh, Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Uh, one and two thirds of a great movie there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about that? right. Yeah. Troll one and two. Oh my goodness! Sinners. Uh, oh. I walked out of that first movie. It's and never a saw two, second one. It's a twofer. Right, it, yeah, it's one? a twofer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to include the documentary. Mm-hmm. The, not that I saw. Best worst movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I saw. That would be great. That would be cool. Um, uh, scanners. Cyborg. 
Cyborg, man. Yeah. I want that Blu-ray. Yeah. That's my favorite. I, I don't know. I, I was just talking to Heather Buckley, and sh- we were talking about her doing a lot of extras and stuff, and I don't know if any of her stuff is on here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are. Deep Blue Sea 2. Uh, Did that even come out? We don't We don't need that. Um, Pup- is that the one with the... That's what, like, sharks? What's that sharks, one? Yeah, yeah, Intelligent yeah. sharks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And this okay. is more of the same. It looked yeah. like more of the same, the trailer I saw. Puppet Master... Um, and then the two that I'm most excited about, Ted Kehogan has a movie called P- Mohawk that looks kind of like the, uh, the remember the Wasteland, that Indonesian movie? Yes, yeah, this yeah, yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of a thing, like Apocalypto oh, wow. kind of a thing. And, uh, yeah, this was a cool movie, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then they're releasing Argento's Deep Red on Blu-ray, and I, I'm pretty sure that Heather has something to do with that's it. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of my more favorite Argentos. Moving on to trailers. By the way, did you did you ever talk about uh, the re-release of Night of the Living Dead on the Criterion Collection? The 4K. I think we did. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, say we, yeah, did. we did. Have yeah. you guys seen it? I no. was kind of wondering. No, no. I know that we were blown away by the bits and pieces that they were showing. Agreed. Yeah. Um, uh, Friend of mine, John Scolari, he, I'd love to. I, we're going to try to get John on the show one night. Um, but uh, he has, uh, he was very, very pleased with it, um, and he's like, he's really, the he's the guy that goes to all of the Living Dead events, and <laughs> and he's a big collector and that kind of thing. Um, moving on to trailers. First one is a film called Anon, um, assassin thriller with Clive Owen and Amanda Seyfried. Um, very stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't think it made me feel anything because I feel like it's been done. I you, it, you know it's it's a there's elements of the trailer that makes you think that people are questioning what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, people have the technology to be able to look at other people and know. What their deal is, you yeah. know. It, you know, the guy's talking about. <laughs> hey, what's your deal, dude? Well, like you know, you you look at somebody, and uh, or maybe one of them's a robot. I don't know, but you look at somebody, and you know, there's facial recognition, and it's telling you, you know, in your eyesight, you know, things about them, yeah, and and that kind of stuff. And and the guy's making the point that's like if when you're anonymous, you're dangerous, right? You know, it, it like it seems like it's like Jack Reacher. It's a futuristic society <laughs> where uh, nobody uh, I- I- isn't uh, under surveillance of some type. I'm so glad that you parsed that out because <laughs> that's, that's what it's like to me. Yeah, it was yeah, just you know, blown it took him a while by. to get there, but he did get there, and you have to give him credit. It just blew. It kind of just blew by me. There was a lot of fast cutting, a lot of like stern looks. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I. I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, it's a story that's been done many times in the science fiction world. Agreed. Um, Agreed. You know, yeah, well, I was yeah. I mean, it's, it's a possibility for me. I, yeah. I mean, I like I like Clive Owen and Amanda. Seyfried, maybe so. maybe on Netflix, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, to yeah. Next up, unless I hear some good things about it, and I, it's probably yeah, Netflix or um, rental. Best friends. Themes, oh, Tommy was so great. Tom- Sarah, count me in. I'm there, buddy. I. This looks. Horrific. Um, oh, 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 yeah. It, 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 it oh, looks, yeah. It looks 
It looks exactly like the movie that you would expect from these guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what Wiseau's uh, uh, vocation is in this movie, Tom? No. <laughs> no. He's a mortician. I'm sure he is. <laughs> no, he is. Yeah, that, that should hit home. You should want to see this movie. <laughs> I, I, I think there really should be laws passed that Tommy Wiseau doesn't get anywhere near a typewriter, much less a camera. Well, but this is, yeah, but this isn't him. It's the, the, another director. These guys are just starring in it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm there. Oh, well, I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah. A familiar story. Um, <laughs> Commando Ninja. Oh, uh, this is like a Kickstarter thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't we do all this with Kung Fury? We've done it with Kung Fury. Yes. We've done it with Turbo, Turbo Boy Kid. Or Turbo Kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like the joke's getting stale. Uh, uh, you know, it's fun, mm. sure. But they're nailing some stuff. The gear up scene was kind of yeah. Fun. The gear up scene is yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, there's only so long that you can mm-hmm. point your finger at movies and laugh. You yeah, know, and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trailer had me laughing though. So that is, you know, if, if they do it, I mean, I did like Kung Fury, and but yeah, I think Langley, you're right. Like how how often can you go to the well on this? Right, but yeah. but yeah. I see it. It's, it's no it's no Berzuka. No, <laughs> oh no, Berzuka. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to send you the trailer yeah, right now. Man. No, I've seen Berzuka, the now trailer. I've not seen the movie. Oh, 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 but I've seen the trailer. The trailer. <laughs> uh, next. Uh, next up, Defiant Ones, the documentary on hip-hop, Dr. Dre. This looks really good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think it's this like a series HBO. or a miniseries? It's a miniseries, I believe. It's like it's, I, it was I on HBO. It, yeah, it was. It, it's, a, it's a few episodes long. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gives you a glimpse into this world that we don't often see, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, no, it it looks great. Um, Demon House, a possessed house. Uh, it, is it? What is it about modern horror film that I just don't give a shit? I, they do a really hard. They're trying really hard to make it look real. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure the. Um, Paranormal activities. People will love this. Um, it just—it just seems like lazy filmmaking to me. Uh, it, for for people listening, it's a trailer, a kind of a Blair Witch type thing, um, only involving a house where a demonic uh, exorcism was conducted, and the guy who's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a. I'm assuming a mockumentary. Uh, and the guy bought the house, mm-hmm. and then weird shit starts happening, and he's yeah. kind of it kind of in a weird way reminded me of um, Grave Encounters, right? That yeah, kind of that kind of yeah. It's 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 reality, you know. In sure air quotes. Yeah. You know. Since uh, we brought up Tommy Wiseau, I'm going to I'm going to channel my inner Tommy Wiseau here. It's not real. It's a lie. <laughs> it's shit. bullshit. It is it's bullshit. not real. <laughs> it's not. Oh, hi, Tom. Uh, yeah, I I don't care. I don't care. I included it mostly because... Make that three. Yeah, three I, white guys say, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. I, uh, uh, it, it, was, it was among the best of what we had. Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, wow! <laughs> uh, or, or, or among the best of the worst, I should oh, say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Please rephrase that. Um, <laughs> next up, documentary on Elvis. Elvis the Searcher. This is Elvis the what? Intellectual? Like the, the Searcher of <laughs> Light? I, you know, I'm. We haven't seen Elvis documentary in a while, so 
Just the old boy up. Is this about Elvis rescuing a girl that's been kidnapped by Native Americans and been held hostage? (laughs) (laughs) What is this about now? (laughs) It just sounds like Elvis was a lot deeper than you thought. Eh, I don't think so. (laughs) Joe Rogan was posting a bunch of links to... um, Elvis doing karate. Sure. Oh, yeah. oh it was yeah. great. It was great. Um, Typically, though, these HBO documentaries are usually good. So I'm sure. I can see myself checking this out. It looks at least it's good. Two parts. I check out the first part. Yeah, at least. it yeah. looks good. Um, I just don't know if I care to see anymore. Uh, I don't really care. Yeah. I'm not much of an Elvis fan. And Langley has left the building. Yeah, My yeah. biggest connection to Elvis was that I saw. Kiss on the day Elvis died. Oh, there you go. That was that. There you go. Um, next up, H- again, HBO, Michael B. Jordan, um, Harry Shannon, Her- Fahrenheit 451. Uh, Michael looks Shannon? good. Uh, not Michael Shannon. Her- yeah, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, yeah. yeah. I, said, I said Harry Shannon. Harry good. Shannon's a writer and a friend of mine. Michael, <laughs> Michael yeah. Shannon um, is... Uh, Apparently reprising his role as a dick yeah. from Shape of Water. <laughs> a role he's many times, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. very, very he good at it. He's so good at it. Like, you hate like, this yes, guy. Yes, he's excellent. Um, I'm in. Sophie Boutel is in it, too, as well. It looks Sophie good, Boutel. man. It looks good. I, yeah? It looks yeah, good. I, uh, I love the uh, the British uh, mm. Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, I, I think great. that's a great movie. Um, this... This looks like it's going to have a lot more meat for people to dig into. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, it's there's an emotion here that I didn't see in the in the, in right. the original. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that that the tra- the Francois Truffaut movie was uh, kind of mixed. It's kind of yeah. it's it, it leaves you kind of cold. Yeah. Um, um, I think it wasn't Gibson. Gibson, I think, was a so Mel Gibson was associated with. Oh uh, really? Was it yeah. Gib- Gibson or just Icon? No, it was Gibson. Gibson wanted oh, wow. to do make. The, I mean, I remember them talking about Mel's this. Gone off, Mel's gone off the range. He was just on oh. Rogan talking about um, stem cell stuff. Yeah, you know, like what, I, uh, he had a blown. He had a, a occluded carotid artery, uh-huh. and they injected him uh, with intravenous stem cells, and it's gone. He had soldier, shoulder. His shoulder was all jacked up. Injected him with stem cells gone. His father, who was almost 100, couldn't walk, injected him with stem cells. He's walking around, moving around, doing his thing. It's good nice to, to have money, huh? I, I was That's the say, thing. It's good to know that if you're, uh, you know, a you're one of the richest men on the planet. Multi-millionaire that yeah, yeah, you can yeah. uh, get these cool uh Well, isn't that treatments. That's, the, that's the end, right? That's the wealth denoting yeah, exactly. longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next up, Doc. I think he's also working on a, pa- a sequel to The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, he, he is. is. He is. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah. Yeah. And supposedly, what I've heard so far, we talked about it on the show, but also what I've heard is, he's talking about from b- the time between the crucifixion and the resurrection. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but because everyone, so then, so they, then, Christ isn't in this movie. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he is, he is, but I'm sure there'll be like flashbacks yeah. and stuff like that. But they did a movie, um, which actually wasn't bad, although it kind of unraveled, called Risen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Joseph Haynes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, yeah. And that and that was kind of like two thirds of the way. That was a pretty good movie. I really enjoyed it, but it kind of unraveled at the end. But mm. so it'll be interesting to see what he does. With I want to see somebody make a movie out of that book. I can't remember the name of the book now, but it, the, the premise was that uh, 
the Shroud of Turin has Christ's DNA yes. in it. And this guy and they clone him. somehow yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh and, and the Lazarus oh, yeah, it's called Jesus World. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, I'm going to say it's called right, the Lazarus yeah. Project. Something oh, no, like not that. Not Jesus World? Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. And so this guy, he's a regular guy. He's not Jesus, right? He's this normal dude. But, <laughs> oh, no. But he ha- he's finding he has powers in Jesus. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. So, I thought that would have been way more interesting if he was just a guy. Speaking yeah. of that, Barbara Streisand cloned her dog three times. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Well, she had a dog. Yeah. It died. Yeah. She cloned it, and then she cloned it again just to make sure. And so she's got these dogs that, for every art, exact duplicates of one. Man, of any any time I hear something about that, I direct people to that. Uh, uh, oh, dang it! What, what's the what's Ira Glass's show on NPR? Hmm. Uh, Anyway, anyway, uh, and they 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 go and they interview this guy who had this like amazing giant bull. It was like his big puppy dog, and it died. And he cloned it, and the clone has been trying to kill him ever since. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Rogan does a bit on what you were talking about about what if you cloned Jesus mm-hmm. and he came back. And the cloning didn't quite work, right? And he was he comes back do- all pet cemetery. More, he was yeah. he was he was, go- he was yeah. going for uh, developmentally disabled. Oh wow, oh, wow! <laughs> and Jesus, everyone following him like he's Jesus. But is is Streisand's currently cloned third dog still alive? Yeah, two of them are wow. still alive. Again, she, I guess it's nice to have money at the same huh? time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the, the title I was looking for was This American Life. Okay. Maybe oh, she is. should clone her career. Bum, bum. Uh, I don't I, think. I think Barbara Streisand is like Neil Diamond, that she just has to show up and everyone will pack the place yeah. and she'll make yeah, a ton exactly. of money. Yeah. Um, next, that kind of stuff is weird, though, to me, right? It I mean, is it's weird. Like, it's just, wow, it, okay. It, it all becomes very Michael Jackson sleeping in a bariatric chamber. Right, right. Next up, a uh, documentary Mariska Hargitay seems to be shepherding called I Am Evidence. It talks about hundreds and thousands of rape kits that have never been processed. I remember when this first became a story. It's been a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this looks like it's it's chronicling the, the um, efforts of these women to get these rape kits mm-hmm. finally tested. Because there's bins of them. Yeah. Like, you just see this, like, well, you just evidence room. It's, and it's, it's, just like, it's like the uh, warehouse at the end of yeah. uh, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. It's just like rows and rows And you know those people, those those uh, perpetrators, you, went on to do more. More, and, yeah. You know. Well, and, and even within the trailer, uh, somebody's talking about, you know, just from us doing this, like, we, we've convicted 700 rapists yeah. that weren't even being looked at. Yeah. It, and it, that was in... She points out that's in one town in one county. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that would be weird though if they found the Ark of the Covenant among the rape kids. Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, you know, you know uh, all seriousness, um, it, this is HBO uh, documentary again. Yeah, and I have to admit I was not aware of this. Right, and watching this is like, wow, really, really, yeah, that many, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's incredible. It was um, nuts. It really speaks to the, like you know how. how 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 indifferent you know yeah exactly it, 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 yeah. yeah drives me insane next up juggernaut hopefully something good will come of it hopefully um 
Next movie is Juggernaut. Crime thriller, thriller. Seems to be about a son investigating his mother's suicide. Yeah. Um... I didn't get enough from the trailer to it care. It felt, not Winter's Bony, <laughs> but it felt like that low-key sort of, it's not like real sexy. It, 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 I like that the character seems to be ambiguous. Like, on, you know, on one hand he seems to be righteous, and on the other hand, maybe he's not. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like, you know, hurting the wrong people. I don't know, it's hard to tell from the trailer. Yeah. yeah, you know, when, when Tom hands out the trailer assignments, I try to watch these trailers and just kind of respond to them, right? I mean, sometimes I know the background on some of them already, but there's an example of, like, I don't know what to make of this, right? So I was trying to find some information on it, and there's not really much there. And when I uh, was on Rotten Tomatoes, the, the quote was, Juggernaut is a story of revenge, obsession, and sibling rivalry, an exploration to the dark places family dysfunction can lead to. And I'm like... Okay, I don't think I really care then. Middle, yeah, Middle America. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the, the trader didn't jazz me. The description doesn't jazz me. So, uh, okay. you know, I mean, it might be, it might, it might be good. I don't know. But we should be able to say, like, hey, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, exactly. We should be able to see something from it. That mm-hmm. yeah, sure, we'll see it. Yeah, the, you shouldn't come from you. You shouldn't come away from the trailer just perplexed. Like, yeah, what the exactly. fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, oh, next, what the hell? Next up, Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz was starring as Virginia Vallejo in a movie called Love, Pablo. This looks fun. Yeah. Um, he uh, makes a great it, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. 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 He does, yeah. Uh, this looks fun. It's, you know, it's a, a Pablo Escobar through the eyes of the of his lady, mm-hmm. you know. And well, there's a documentary on Netflix about her. Oh, really? And, yeah, I forget what it's called. Loving... This is called Loving Pablo, isn't it? Yeah, well, her book is based upon her book called Loving Pablo, Hating Escobar. Yeah, but there's Uh, a documentary on on it, and this is just sort of... Okay, cool. Yeah, it looks good. Um, I agree. I agree. Next up, Wreck-It Ralph 2. I'm in. It looks fun. I don't care. Red, do you like (laughs) Wreck-It Ralph? No. Mega Ralph is fun. It's about yeah, it was video fun. games. I don't care. What the fuck do I care? Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Although, I, I'm kind of between you guys. It's like I did like Wreck-It Ralph. I, I'm, I kind of feel a little indifferent towards the second one. Like, mm. yeah, I, you know, I don't well, know. Well, now he's on the internet. Right. So now we get yeah. things like him hitting pop-up ads and hopefully porn. That, well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> it's like porn yeah. going to somehow pop up and... Yeah. and Red Some red dark red alley that, yeah. like, Sarah Silverman's character <laughs> don't goes, don't go down, go down there. there, you'll never come out. <laughs> Just yeah, ask Terry probably Christ- will be a porn version, I would think, at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, there sure. Uh, a guy on Facebook uh last couple of days has been posting stills from all of these porn parodies. Uh-huh. <laughs> People are so retarded. And I don't mean that. I'm sorry I used that word, but Jesus, man. This, Our this word. Bob's Burgers spinoff. There's a... There's an American Dad spinoff where some poor bastard in that alien, this paper mache alien suit. <laughs> Horrific. Um, this I, ain't Wreck It Ralph two. <laughs> no, it's it's Ralph Wreck. No, it's it's it says Wreck It comma Ralph. Like Wreck that pussy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Last one, Yardy, uh, crime thriller directed by Idris Elba. Yeah, starring Stephen Graham, who is in this is he was in Snatch, he was in This Is England, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was in a great zombie movie. You know what he talks about called Doghouse. Uh, I lo- I'm in. I, I'm I'm mostly in to see what Idris Elba does as mm-hmm. a director. 
I love British, yeah, that's my attraction as well. I love British crime, Long Good Friday, all that stuff, where sure, everyone sure. calls everyone else a cunt. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah do you so. do you not realize that that's vulgar what you're saying, Tom? Do you not realize <laughs> referencing an off camera mic uh, conversation? Yeah, I do. Uh, moving around, let's start with Brian. Brian, what have you been watching? Well, uh, the the latest two movies I've seen um, are Annihilation. Oh, I'm I'm glad. Go ahead. Yeah, I I this is a movie not for everybody, I guess, but it's really interesting. And I, I have a comment when people sometimes will say a movie's slow. I always say that doesn't mean it's bad. The question is, does it engage you? Right. Right. And for me, this movie's very engaging. And um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a, but it's sometimes interesting and penetrable, and and after you watch it, everyone is going to have kind of a different take on what you actually saw, which is kind of cool. So, well, I'm reading nothing but good things about it. Uh, it's by the guy who did Ex Machina. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it premiered in England on Netflix. Right. Oh, wow. That's, that's what's re- that. yeah. That's what's really weird. It's only being released theatrically in the United States and one other country. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like movies like this because it's, it's like Arrival, right? I mean, you, you see so many juvenile sci-fi films, right? It's it's nice to see kind of an adult-driven sci-fi mm-hmm. film, and and uh, this is not really giving anything away. But I but I read an article. It's like I was trying to like you know wrap my head around what I saw, what I thought I saw, right? And um, somebody had written that the movie is really a metaphor about cancer. Oh thought, wow! Well, that, oh. Yeah. So when you when you see it, keep kind of keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah, I but really want to. It's I, I was gonna in fact try to go this week. But. Yeah. So definitely like that. And then the other the other uh, movie I saw at the theater was uh, Game Night with uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel Ooh. McAdams. Wha- and uh, that was fun. I was mean, it it's really? kind of yeah, yeah. It's, I'm it's, hearing it's, nothing but terrible things. No, I I liked it. I I think they they find. I mean, it's it's one of those movies where. It's a dark comedy, right? So, so jokes happen, but in, in some cases, people might think, "Oh, that's kind of now, nah, that's kind of mean or just mean spirited," right? But I think it kind of provides a good balance between dark comedy, slapstick, and even violence. Um, I got a kick out of it. I okay. I enjoyed it. Um, so those two, and then although this is from last year, I saw it recently. I Tanya. Oh yeah. I thought it was I thought it was quite good. And I could recommend that. And then um, just uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we did, <laughs> much to my chagrin, uh, we did a night of what of Jason Ten, which is Jason in space, and then Ugh. Leprechaun Four, oh. which is also Leprechaun in space. What is wrong with <laughs> you? Why did you do that? <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you. You know, I like Jason Ten. I might be one of the people you in know, the minority. Some people, you know, some people just cut themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I brought. The, I, I was gonna, I was thinking about maybe I'll leave that out, but I'm gonna bring this up because I, I want to be slaughtered by Tom well, and Langley. You know, there's a <laughs> but, great. Uh, but I like Jason Tim. Leprechaun Four, terrible. Yeah. It has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Jason I do Tim. like that frozen head death. Like that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> there's a great episode of How Did This Get Made on Jason Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, you know, I have to admit though. I mean, I, I understand franchises like Friday Thirteenth and Halloween and so on. I don't understand how Leprechaun got seven movies. I don't either. <laughs> hey, I, so, Warwick Davis has to eat. He's like, hell yeah, sign yeah, me up. Right. Yeah. He's not even in the last one. I think it's a wrestler called Boonswoggle or something. <laughs> who was who was a, a dwarf wrestler? Wow. wow. Yeah. All right. A little trivia for your Leprechaun fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? 
Uh, no, those those are the most recent things. I've okay, seen. how about you? Um, well, obviously, I went and watched Black Panther. Yes, um, we just talked about. Um, I went to this cool. Uh, the Pickford was doing a 20th anniversary um, celebration, and so they had. They were still showing Shape of Water, and then they had oh, yeah. a, a like dollar screening of Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, that's cool. It was very cool because I had never seen Pan's Labyrinth on the big screen. Mm. I only oh, ever yeah. saw it on disc. So it was great, and the theater was packed, and yeah, it was a good time. Did you do anything with the... I saw that the Pickford is running Mysterious Island. I, I, I was asleep. I wasn't able to get over there. I really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. too. I saw that. I was like, God, that'd be great. It was at 12. Yeah, yeah. so I was just like, I had only been home a couple hours. Um, I, I started watching the Frankenstein Chronicles. Oh, this, um, it's so good. It's so right good. I'll and, tell Kat. and different what, different than what I thought it was going to be. I was uh, imagining a Penny Dreadful type thing, mm-hmm. and 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 in some ways, I guess it is. Um, but it's not. It's not really horror, or at least you know, I, I think I'm three or four episodes in. It's not horror as far as I can tell. It's more a crime procedural. Um, in the world of Mary Shelley's England, cool. So there, there's Sean a, Bean. Sean Bean's great in it. Um, it. The world is grimy and everything that you would think it would be. It's a. Uh, uh, it's more about. It, well, I'll just give you the premise: is they find this body washed up on the he, Sean Bean's a detective. Mm-hmm. They find this body washed up. That it's actually a composite of like seven different kids that have all been oh, thrown wow. together. Very cool. And so that's I'm in, in. in his in his investigation. He's going and talking to Mary Shelley because oh, wow. he's he's thinking maybe the killer is inspired by her book, and so on and so forth. Oh, cool. And it's in, it's all taking place in this world of resurrectionists and the England uh, the English government trying to pass a law that. Uh, says that you can only be a licensed doctor to do health care, mm-hmm. and they're getting rid of the grave robbers' jobs. And, and right, all. right. It's great. It's a fascinating cool. world. It ties in exactly with what I've been reading, The Lady and Her Monsters. We talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Tale of Dissections, Real Life Dr. Frankenstein's yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Shelley's Monster. Right. If it's great. This is on Netflix. Yeah, it was, yeah. Actually, it was actually a BBC show. They did two seasons, and then... Uh, Netflix has picked it up, um, so you're actually looking at a, a show from a few years ago. Mm. Yeah, sounds interesting. How, how many episodes per season? Uh, I, I can't remember. I want to say six or eight, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and uh, with the popularity of it, because it's been getting good reviews um, on Netflix, they're talking about doing a season three now. Right on. So, cool. yeah. They did that with Black Mirror. I think that was right. a yeah. Yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything else? That's all I've been watching. Okay. Me. Um, started to watch a series on Netflix called Ugly Delicious. Dave Chang. It's it's essentially for foodies. Sure. If They do an entire episode on comfort food. He goes around the world, talks to everyone from his mother to chefs. And if you're into food and that kind of thing, yeah. it's great. Um, if you were a furry that was into food, what would you call that? <laughs> uh, well... I don't know a furry that's not into food. Moldy food? <laughs> hey uh, And then on a couple wow. of things I wanted to talk about on YouTube. Um, Kevin, I, I mentioned some of these before, but Kevin Nealon has a little interview show he does called Hiking with Kevin, uh-huh. where they literally, he's got a selfie stick, and like him, and he just did one with Michael Keaton, and they're wow. just walking through the trails of L.A., and 
asking questions. He, they just they, they did one with um, a lot of people. Just There's like a bunch of ones and yeah, except that they're just hiking. Right. Uh, another one is called Hot Ones. It's an interview show uh, about where like if I'm interviewing you. As the interview goes along, we eat ten hot wings of increasing hotness until we get <laughs> until we get to one. The first of increasing one, hotness. The first one is Sri Rach. It's about twelve hundred on the Scoville scale. Yeah. The last one is like three hundred thousand. And um, that is the last one because you're dead after you eat and it. And throughout it, they they they're ta- asking people questions, and their faces are clearly on fire, yeah. and they're, they're like. I didn't hear anything of what you're saying. I'm not doing it. Oh, I know. It looks horrible. Yeah. But the guy gets great stuff because they catch people in these weird ungodded moments. And then finally, um, I know I may have mentioned this, but a series called The Giallo Room with Baron Martino. Uh, It's a little dopey in its presentation. Guy comes in wearing a black uh, overcoat, black fedora, and a net over his face, like a nylon over his face. But it's a great entry point into the Jello. Um, huh. Talks about not only new, like they, there was a new new sets that have come up, um, reviewing certain films. He's doing an ABCs of Jello, and um, yeah, it's good stuff. Wow, uh, Brian, what are you reading? Well, um, uh, this is probably not going to appeal to too many people, but I, 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 as some people might know from listening to podcasts, I'm a history buff, so um, I've been reading uh, material about the Punic Wars, uh, Rome against Carthage, which resulted in the destruction of Carthage and the rise of Rome. Most people might know the second Punic War, which had Hannibal in it. So um, that's uh, I've been reading a few books on that and some material. So uh, Rome against Carthage, which is an older book, um, and uh, another book I could recommend is The Punic Wars by Brian um, Cavan. So, um, reading history on that. So, right been on. enjoying it. It's a. I'm a big fan of, of the classical period, Greece and Rome. And did we ever talk and, about uh, uh, um, Pressfield's books? Yeah. Well, we talked uh, per- personally about it, but yeah. like not on the not on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're great. All of the yeah historical yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy I I enjoy reading history, uh, but I also enjoy historical novels, especially if they're really well done. And Pressfield does his homework. Yeah. Yeah. You. Anything? Are you still reading that same book? Still Seriously? reading uh, The Lady and Her Monsters. Yeah. Um, I picked up Rick Houchula, who's a writer who died back in 2013, has a book called Glimpses, The Best Ghost Stories. And it's just... Rick's a g- good writer. They're ghost stories. It's just sort of a gentle sort of read I'm going sure, through. Sure. Uh, a wallpaper read. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. He's a great writer, and he and he died suddenly, and um, uh, uh, at the time they were... Selling a bunch of his ebooks to help his family. Gotcha. And so that's how I got that. Brian, are you listening to anything? And then we're going to get out of uh, here. Music wise? Yeah. Um, nah, not really. Nothing to. I, uh, yeah, just older stuff I've been listening to. Not Nothing really new. Okay. Nothing like Frank. More ambience. No, I've been on this, I've been on this kind of uh, soft rock yeah. 70s kick. Yeah. That's. Got kick started when I beat Jay Ferguson's Thunder Island. Thunder Island. Yeah. You know what I've been listening to? Um, a song called My Maria. Uh, I was plucking around with my guitar and stuff. It's, yeah, that's yeah. a great song. Yeah. I, was, 
I love finding those little 60s songs. You just go, holy shit. Well, it's like, you know, like like this guy, you know, it's like, a lot of people don't know that song, mm-hmm. but yet when you go, they're able to sing along. It's like but is it something in Steel song? Oh, oh yeah. uh, Magnet and Magnet Steel. Steel. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another one of the things I've been like digging yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. yeah, that. Can I tell you who that was? Egan. Somebody Egan. Walter Egan. Walter Egan. Yeah. yeah. I I just remember. Yep. Stacking that shit into the record. Well, yeah, because like like when I was you know that's probably around the time that I really started taking ownership of the music mm-hmm. I was listening to on the radio as a kid. And so there was there was a are, lot of that stuff. Uh, and uh Are you doing Please Come to Boston? That's a great song. That is a great song. That's a great and song. I think both of the people both of the characters in that song are assholes. Oh yeah they are. They're, They're total like, shitheads. Yeah you come. No you no, come. No you come. No you <laughs> if you love me <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys listen to like new stuff? Because like the, when you ask me like what am I listening to, right? It's mostly older stuff, stuff that I hadn't heard before. But sure. maybe everybody like no, Stella Mara. Oh yeah, guys heard it. Stella Mara. Right? So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know of them, but so I'm, I guess I could say I'm listening to them. But it's old stuff, and then no, no, I, I just mean whatever you're whatever you're listening to. Oh, okay. I, sometimes yeah. I wonder new, if like it's like what's old. newer. I don't yeah. have the time to really go and like I used to. I used to like. Uh, explore music, new music, and uh, yeah, I, I know that that if look at you know quote unquote new music now, um, I have to dig to find the stuff that I like mm-hmm. because the stuff that's popular, I know I don't like because I hear it and yeah. I'm just like no. I uh, I got ruined because of work. I worked at Tower for many years, and the idea that I it's hard for me to hear something more than like once or twice. Yeah. So I'm constantly that's all I do is 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 I go through new releases. I anything of interest, I throw into a separate playlist, and mm-hmm. then one by one go through it all. And I've got well, some that's stuff. Just, okay. no, no, no. Finish but, what yours were. Yeah, no. I was going to say if, if that's what we're if that's what we're talking about. Then then I've been listening to Stella Mara and um, uh, Soundgarden, uh, Super Unknown. Oh, there you go. Oh, cool. That's a great album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Going through my list, David Arkinson, who is an old new age guy, has yeah. a new record out called Parisian Lounge, and it's great. It's straight up like more jazz than new age and it's yeah. great uh, I think I talked about Tony Banks last week Tony Banks from Genesis has a classical record out called Five right by the way did you when when you were living in California did you ever listen to musical star streams yeah yeah yes. Yes. I, I'm in California and yes I remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, a fun show it was a fun show let's yeah. see uh, John Hopkins Opalescent I recommend it's very ambient Holly Miranda, a record called Mutual Horse. Think Tori Amos, uh, Fiona Apple, PJ Harvey, sure. that kind of stuff. All people I should like, but don't. But don't. And, and are usually angry. <laughs> Cliff Martinez's score for Den of Thieves is terrible. Okay. Terrible. You know, that's interesting, because I saw the movie Den of Thieves, and I really, the score went by me. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, it's okay, I guess. I, yeah. In the review I put up on Facebook, I said, um, you know, file under generic soundtrack music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Although I didn't find it that terrible, but okay. I got to listen um, to the record you talked about, Randy Bachman by George by Bachman. Yeah. Uh, How is it? It's it's off-putting in how, like, you... you you listen to while my like gu- completely different. They're completely different. You listen to while my guitar gently weeps. You listen to um, 
I'll use, well, let's use why my guitar. It's com- so different that it doesn't sound anything. And then you start to hear it little by little by little. Uh-huh. Uh, all in all, I thought it was a fine enough rock record. Um, it didn't blow me away. Sure, sure. Uh, and then finally, this did blow me away. Um, as a result of watching an episode of Hot Ones, um, where their guest was Interpol's Paul Bank uh-huh. and Wu-Tang Clan's The RZA, yeah. they did a record together called Anything But Words. The band's called Banks and Steels, and it's this really cool mix of electronic kind of, of Interpol pop and RZA rap. He brings in Ghostface Killer and a bunch of other people that are really heavy hitters. Hmm. And the record doesn't sound... It's neither fish nor fowl. And that's in, I think that's what makes it interesting. So, so it's something new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. Um, and it, it was released a couple months ago and no one said anything about it. Hmm. And, um, it's worth it. and then finally, um, Kate Wolf has a record. It's a comedy record called 1111. Eh, it was okay. Hmm. It was okay. Nothing there's um, there's another album I could throw out there, although yeah. this I was listening to this a little while. Maybe you guys uh, listened to it too. Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you like that? You guys like yeah, that? I made ah, a, yeah, I made absolutely. a I made a playlist yeah. of the three disc Blade Runner set, and then they scored a 2049. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it's great. It's a great thing to write to. I like or that. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep to. Or sleep to. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. That was fun. Yeah. Um, it next, was. Next week, I don't know what we're doing. Oh, are you changing the bonus the material shows. podcast to three white guys? No. No. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, lots of good stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, you just showed me something that is really good. Yeah, I'm very about. excited. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Uh, please like and share as much as you can. Hit our Facebook page and um, tell a friend. Uh, for the bonus material podcast, I'm Cornell. I'm Brian Ellison. And I'm Langley West. Stay scary. <laughs>